This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everybody to wrestling Obakase, episode number 59 and this week we have another returning guest welcome back mr kevin brown hello uh, yeah so i found out one at least one of you voted for me as the best guest and i really owe you one because i was gonna vote for myself <laughs> but then when i found out somebody else voted for me i know i didn't need to yeah so thanks for making me feel good about myself yeah, a lot of people got votes. I was uh, <laughs> people voted for themselves. Yeah, I know possible. I would have if I didn't have somebody else doing it. It's very possible, but um, yeah, the the funniest thing to me were the people who got like a lot of best votes and then also a bunch of worst votes. It's like they're really polarizing the audience, I guess. I'm who's, not gonna, the, who's the most polarizing guests? I'm not going to name names because again, name names. That's somebody could funny. be somebody could get upset, but. There were a couple really polarizing guests, so I'll leave it to the, the listener to try to guess who that might have been. Well, they know who they voted for, so I'm sure they'll be able to figure it out. That's true. Um, but yeah, so we're here to discuss the World Wrestling Entertainment pay-per-view event, SummerSlam, a show that you and I both watched. Uh, it was it was a show. <laughs> it was a heck of a show. I mean, look, I'm. I get, we'll get into it, obviously, but... Um, it was not as terrible as I was expecting. That's the nice no. thing. It they was kept not- everything short, like and the shit that looked like it might have been really bad. Like yeah, it was like time. was like a minute long. Yeah, yeah. So, so they were they were oddly considerate. Yeah, they and like I, I there was a lot of dumb booking, but the dumb booking was also really funny. So I wasn't yeah. like upset over it. In a lot of ways, it almost felt like they were trying to to like have a better show than usual maybe i don't know if it's like some weird acknowledgement 
of how bad like the all the shows this year have been really but like it just kind of felt like they were trying hard to i don't know like some shows it feels like to me with wwe some shows it, you can tell like they're just like fuck you they could have done a 17 minute match with the constable and, <laughs> and they yeah. consciously chose not to do it when more often than not they were doing yeah you know? so, so like there's shit like that where it's like they didn't they didn't have like a a 25 minute match or whatever with carmella laying on the mat putting on like <laughs> terrible rest holds like the loosest submissions that i think is gonna gonna win my worst match of the year vote Oh, well, actually, it. we're going to talk about the true worst match of the year later as well. <laughs> uh, that I will send you a link. To, I forgot to send you a link to watch it. So oh, okay. It's just going to be me talking about it. But you know what? I'm going to get it out of the way now since you don't know. But there's a Lucha match from... Uh, I saw gifts of this, by the way. Yeah, there's a Lucha match from a promotion called IWRG, which is just like a Mexican indie. Yeah, they booked a match called... connected to Dragon Gate, by the way. Yeah, I think Shima was just there a yeah. couple of weeks ago, even. So they're still connected to them, and well, some I guess not connected to Dragon Gate anymore. Yeah, I guess they're connected to Shima. Yeah. But uh, so they booked a match called Holocausto versus Shalom. <laughs> now, I, yeah, and it mean exa- it means exactly what you think, but it was basically like a trainee level match of two guys who were incapable of doing real spots, but they also had really racist names for some reason. <laughs> And it is horrible. Like, they don't know. It's pretty clear these guys are probably, like, a few months in at most, and they have no idea how to actually do anything. But they, like, it's got to just be some per, some sick person in the back thought it would be really funny to have the Holocaust wrestler wrestle Shalom. It's got to be. But it's it's horrible. And it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll put the link out to it again. But it's, if you want to watch the worst match of the year, that is this is what you got to see. And I have to say, the the Constable Baron Corbin and Robert Lashley are fighting it out on Monday Night Raw right now. I have it on a mute. And from what I've been able to glance up and see, this seems pretty terrible, too. Especially just the fact that we're still in in this match like 15 minutes in or something. The Constable <laughs> Baron Corbin. He just, like, Corbin did it. Sucks. He just fell off the turnbuckle and, like, he was supposed to just fall backwards, I think, if he was good. But like he did like this weird like tumble and like did like a half roll and like had to pretend like this very gentle fall hurt and he did a very bad job of pretending. It was like he should have just taken a bump, but he like took a shitty like half bump, half roll. And, like he looked like he was doing gymnastics or some shit, and, but but very slowly and badly. So yeah, so that's a constable. He's he's. It's, I I've never seen a guy like get worse the longer he's been up there. It's really kind of amazing. The thing is, he he's not young, and I yeah. mean, it turns out he. I thought he actually had like at least an NFL backup career. I don't think that was really the case in the end. I think he was more a practice squad guy. But yeah. he's already a mid thirties guy who played a lot of practice squad football. So or just he played professional football. So like. There's no, there's no real upside with that guy, you know. Yeah. Even if I mean, he's good, like that, that dude's body is going to be destroyed within the next even year. I mean, especially working their full time schedule. Yeah, yeah, working their fucking schedule. I mean, look, he, he, he was, he had this weird appeal in NXT as this guy yelling random shit at indie dorks, which is funny. And he even had like some matches in NXT. I didn't really like hate or anything. 
And when he first got called to SmackDown, like people kind of liked him, and I, you know, it was like okay. But then, like he, the longer he stayed up here, like the worse he looked. It's like they just kept. I don't know if the agents just like are telling him to suck or something. It's, it's really weird. But like it, it, and then ever since they put him in this constable gimmick, he just like I don't know. He's just really, really bad at working in dress clothes. I guess. So do you it's, know what the constable? Like, what is the constable? Like, why so Kurt, is he a constable? I need to know this. I really I don't. don't yeah, I think Stephanie just came out one day and kind of told Kurt Angle he's a constable now. I don't really think there's a deeper backstory. I don't think there's any good reason. He wasn't he wasn't bitten by a radioactive badge or anything. I just think, <laughs> I think he's just. I think they just they announced he's a constable. I mean, they they like went through their back catalog and they were like, you know what gimmick fucking ruled? Chief Morley. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do it again. <laughs> we need Chief Morley too. <laughs> the first one wasn't good enough. It was, uh, yeah, it, it was just, this company's amazing. Look, when people were like, when people are like, "Oh, WWE sucks," it's like they do suck, but they're fucking hilarious. No, I think so, like, there was a point, point, like when I stopped watching. I think there was a clear point when it, it wasn't even funny anymore. Oh, yeah. It was just bad. At least based on yesterday, it seems like it's still not very good. But at least they might have got the funny back to it. Yeah, the last, ever since like Backlash. Because Backlash to me, like, I sat there, like, just in awe of how terrible that show was. And even though it was really boring in spots, it was still, like, funny bad in a way. Especially, like, just, I don't know, Carmella wrestling. And it was really funny. And just the, the like, once, once we're in, like, the, the brazen, like, disregard for everyone in attendance, like, the level of, the level of hatred for their own live crowds is really, really fucking funny, actually. And, and that is, the, it doesn't really feel like that's like the really weird thing about this show because I don't think, like, they really didn't shit on the crowd that much. Yeah, they they did they didn't do it as much as the last few shows. That's for sure. No, like it's not like WrestleMania, which was just like pure like gen yeah, fire towards the people who paid to see it. Like, yeah. it really does feel like they they tried pretty hard to entertain the people that came to see it this time. Yeah. Um, but okay, so we can get into the show. Before we get into the show, though, um, I want to plug, because I know some people don't last all the way to the end of the show, which I understand. I want to plug my new Sailor Moon podcast. So, um, me, myself and my girlfriend, we launched a new Sailor Moon rewatch podcast. Uh, it's called Moon Makeup, and you can follow us on Twitter at Moon Makeup Cast. So, Moon Makeup, C-A-S-T. Uh, we don't have an iTunes feed yet, but we should shortly. So, yeah, please listen to me and Nicole, my girlfriend, talk about how funny early Sailor Moon is because it's really funny. So we're going to try to get through all 200 episodes, three episodes a week. Um, I'm going to do, like, random other anime episodes probably. Maybe I'll even have you on, Kevin. Oh, 200, 200 is small time. I've seen every episode of One Piece. I'm like... <laughs> Jesus! What? <laughs> yeah. What, what do they even have to you know, like um i think they may have just hit i'm i'm a few weeks behind right now so i guess i haven't seen every episode now okay. i have to take that back but i think they they're either just hit eight or like about to hit eight. jesus yeah so we're only doing 200 everybody but that's more that, manageable it's gonna be it's gonna be fun because i've seen the whole show before although i have i, I really i never watched the four seasons since the first time i saw it because uh the fourth season super s 
is not very good, <laughs> in my opinion. So that'll be my first time rewatching it. The rest of the show I've seen a bunch of times. Um, and But it's Nicole's first time watching it. So we have like that whole dynamic going where I've seen it all and she's never seen it. So hopefully that'll make it entertaining. Uh, but yeah, so check it out. At Moon Makeup Cast. We just put out our first episode today. Um, yesterday, by the time most of you will have heard this. And I will keep plugging it on here until I find some listeners. So I'm sorry I have to deal with the Sailor. If you really hate Sailor Moon, I'm sorry you got to deal with the Sailor Moon plugs for a little while. Just going to have to deal with it. Uh, I'm but sure yeah. suck it up. And you can follow along on Hulu, too, by the way. I should say that. If you've never seen Sailor Moon before either and you want to see a true anime classic, you can watch along with us because it's all on Hulu. So... I'm sure you can. I mean, there's also a million illegal ways you can find it too. It's not. It's not hard to find Sailor Moon on the internet, folks. Do you plug piracy on this show? Um, not usually, but I'm not going to specifically plug any piracy. I, I feel like someone would get mad at me, but I am not. I am not anti-piracy. So if you want to go pirate yourself some Sailor Moon, there's many torrents out there. I'm sure. I just the Hulu to me. It's not that I I like spending money or that I'm anti-piracy. It's just that I'm lazy. I mean, I moved that off somebody else too, so okay. I feel like, I feel that. It's just I turn on the TV and I just turn on my PS4 and I can just watch it. It's just so much easier. The same thing with like anime in general, like Crunchyroll and versus like fan subs. It's like downloading the fan sub and you know checking, put it on a flash drive and checking to make sure it's the hoping right it's format. not terrible. Yeah, so it's like yeah, really. You're Country really getting your just... hopes up here. <laughs> Country I just turn on my TV, turn on my PS4, and start watching. So, even though the video quality could be better, but so I'm not again not anti-piracy. I'm pro laziness. But anyway, w- I did watch this on WWE Network too, but I don't. God, do not. I, if you're asking, do I subscribe to WWE Network? Fuck no, I don't. I get it from a friend, <laughs> just like you do with the. With the Hulu, I'm, I'm my means of watching were as legitimate as the people who bankroll Tokyo Guarantee. <laughs> um, but yeah, so SummerSlam. Look, you know, I know it's my gimmick to hate WWE, but this I didn't hate this show. This was a this was a perfectly acceptable use of my like four hours or whatever. It was not awful. Um, I had one match I really loved which I think we disagree on a little bit, but I really loved it. So anytime I get to see one outstanding match on WWE show, like to me, that's already a victory. Cause I go, yeah, there were like three matches I considered good on this thing, which like, even if it's only like three out of eight, that that's a win for one of these. Yeah. Shows. It's like, you know, it compared- I know it's like a low standards, but like compared to these- they will drop over nine. <laughs> compared to these last few fucking shows compared to backlash, this was like the fucking greatest show of all time. You yeah, know, this compared- was like three good, and then like three matches that went under three minutes. So yeah, and then a few stinkers, but it wasn't like it wasn't painful. Yeah, and it was, and a lot of the bad stuff was again like funny bad, which is like the stuff that you know more than anything that's why I turn into WWE for is funny bad. So you know, I definitely got my share of that on this show. But let's open up with, I did not watch the pre-show, first of all. I assume you didn't know. No, no. I, I mean, even when I still watched it, like, actively, I refused to watch the pre-show just <laughs> out of principle. Because if you watch it, it makes them think it's okay to do even longer ones. Yeah, th- I like, look, I'm just not going to watch a six-and-a-half-hour fucking wrestling show. I'm sorry. I, mean, I might if I thought it would be good. But I don't, like, even like watch the Cruiserweights do nothing because there's no one in the arena yet. <laughs> you know? 
And like, it's not even, just shit on the cruiserweights, but like they're not gonna try when the arena's like a fifth full. Yeah, I mean like the even like the um the like the people make fun of those DDT shows, like those are like five hours usually, you know? Like and still not those are also like a variety show. Like, yeah. Every single thing on that's totally different. And like obviously that that's bad if you like hate the comedy and it doesn't hit for you. But like if you it's not even like watching a big New Japan show where you're going to get a lot of stuff that might be good, but half of it's kind of going to be the same thing. Yeah. Even if it's not bad, like those shows are at least like eight things that are completely different. Yeah. So I mean like makes it way easier to watch, even if it's really long. Yeah. DET, you're going to get a variety show. New Japan. I mean, nothing is going to be like, uh, I don't know if I should say nothing's going to be painful. Usually most of it is not painful. I mean, there's, no. sometimes there's like one real stinker, but it's pretty rare. And like, so most of it, you might just have like a lot of forgettable stuff and then like some really outstanding stuff. But, you know, this show, you know, these, these long, like five and a half hours of WWE, I'm not, I ain't doing that. Four hours is enough already. Uh, but we open up with the Intercontinental title match. Seth Rollins defeating Dolph Ziggler, become the new Intercontinental champion. Um, yeah, this sucked. <laughs> this wasn't very good. Yeah, this was this is the most like I don't know WWE ish match ever. It was it was boring. They didn't really do anything, and then the last three minutes were kind of cool. They the like why did the guys who aren't even in the match have to get an entrance? I mean, it feels to me like the Ambrose being back is queerly like they're really putting that over hard. But why Drew McIntyre need an entrance? I guess <laughs> they gave three guys one. And they- <laughs> You know, I mean, that's probably it. Yeah, that's so. probably is it, actually, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So he's Drew, not, I don't think he's somebody they, like, think is just shit and a nobody. So I guess yeah. they figure, yeah, we'll give you one, too. So Drew and Dean both got an entrance. Um, there's really a few things I hate more in wrestling than a match that's based around, like, oh, who's going to interfere? How are they going to interfere? How are they going to cut off the interference? I fucking hate that shit. So, you know, this wasn't very good. Uh, the like like you were saying of a couple good minutes like to me I can always tell like basically who are the people that only watch the very end of a match and then give the rating based on that because then they always give a match like this like four and a quarter or four and a half or something and it's like yeah you 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 did not pay any attention for the first like fifteen minutes or whatever and you watched the last three and you gave and you gave a rating based on that. Because, like, if you pay attention... I, I understand a good closing stretch. Like, that, you know... On my star ratings, that, that got this all the way up to two and three quarters. I mean, but, it wasn't even, like, like a great... Uh, I thought it was pretty stretch. good. It was fine. But, but it wasn't, like... Yeah. But, look, you it, should not... Even if a match has the fucking greatest last three minutes of all time, if the first 15 are, like, terrible, boring shit, you probably shouldn't be giving it four plus. But, I don't know. Do you disagree with that? Do you think it's... No, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, this sucked. It was like a two and a half, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you okay. can see all the good parts in a GIF, it was bad. That's like... Seth's like... Seth's like magic, like, also reappearing, disappearing knee injury. It was like just as bad as, uh, like, some of the wacky disappearing, reappearing injuries from the G1 this year. But, you know, I didn't see as many people complaining about that. I guess why? Why even bother? <laughs> I mean, who cares? It's a fucking, it's a fucking thing. Yeah, who cares? 
He's so, I'm so glad he resigned. Um, I know that was like the greatest. When Devin decided that they had to give Dolph Ziggler like a million dollars or whatever, I was like, I hope they give him fucking forty million dollars. <laughs> they really like, Can you imagine how insufferable the Dolph Ziggler indie run would have been? Like he would have some fucking stupid name like the Zigman or I don't Rob know Winkler. Rob Winkler or I don't like really Don Zimmer or something. That's a real guy's name actually. But he'd have something. Yeah, that's a baseball player. But yeah. like just the threat of the threat of Ziggler showing up anywhere like that I might watch oh. is just fucking horrible. That would be like the fucking Ring of Honor fans would like chant for him constantly. Oh my god. Thank you, WWE. You have saved us all from... I mean, that is really, like, the one good thing about this era of WWE where they just sign people and you never see them is sometimes they sign people you don't like you never have to see them. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of people under contract who would probably be having, like, really annoying indie runs right now, so... Yeah, there'd be some rough shit. Yeah, of course, now, there's, like, no one left of the indies, but... I mean, I at least we've got PCO. We do have PCO, that's true. Um, so the SmackDown Tag Team titles was next. The New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers by DQ. Um, you know, my entire review of this for, because I also did the Voice of Wrestling written roundtable review. My entire review was, this is really boring. Eric Rowan is a bad professional wrestler. And then it ended with a dumbass DQ finish. I already hate this show. Yeah, it was not good at two matches about, then. Do you I ever think about... Generous. Um, did you ever think about the period where Eric Rowan was like a babyface genius who made his own wine and he was petting the grumpy cat on an episode of Raw? Because I really think about it a lot. I don't really remember it that well. I guess I didn't watch. I wasn't he was really like watching. maniacally stroking the grumpy cat like he's Dr. Evil. That's pretty good. And this was all building up to like some i think it was a survivor series where he is like the last man on john cena's team to face whatever the evil authority team was yeah it was bizarre i, I don't think i'm doing it justice in how i'm explaining it here but it just, yeah. I'm, I'm never gonna get the visual of eric rowan weirdly petting the grumpy cat out of my head <laughs> i think he was also sexually harassing renee at that point but was a baby face and it was weird. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, look, yeah. who, look who owns the fucking company. I know, but it wasn't like it wasn't like over the top. It was just being weird. It yeah. was it was bizarre. But yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. This was pretty bad. It, this just it killed. It, this was here to kill time. And I don't know why they needed to kill time on this show when there was a million other things. Yeah, like was, you uh... couldn't have brought. Either you couldn't have brought what was on the pre-show. I know the cruiserweight title uh, match. Cruiserweight title match. Almas and you know the, the best wrestler of the company was on the pre-show in a mixed tag. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you had the mixed. And by the way, it was not. It was a mixed tag. It was not involved in the pinfall. So there you go. Because okay. he's not the star of that team. By the way, it's Vega. Yeah. So, so in it, case anyone's confused. the pre-show was that the mixed tag and um, I, I think it was the B team versus revival. Yeah. Okay, that that belongs on the pre-show, but like you couldn't <laughs> have swapped this in the cruiserweight match. No. Okay. You need a. We need. We definitely need to see the blood. I guess I get you wanting the new day on the show because they're still like the biggest stars, but I don't know. You couldn't couldn't have had them do anything else. No, because we had to see the Bludgeon Brothers hit them with hammers. I, it, it is awesome that all these fucking DQ finishes on SummerSlam because it's like, yeah, the days of this being like any kind of like ending 
for every like remember, remember no, when like this, is, this yeah. is just a regular show that goes an hour yeah. and has the part timers on it. No, 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 they don't even go an hour longer now. They they're don't. all they're all oh, four yeah. hours. I mean, so it's just a regular show that actually has yeah. the part timers show up. That's really all it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that was no good. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on it, but no, I don't no. know what you can think about that. Like yeah. what is there to think? This is a match. Um, the money, money in the bank contract, Mister Monster in the Bank, Braun Strowman. I saw someone point this out on Twitter. That is a pretty stupid name because it's not like Braun is in the is in the briefcase. Like the contract is in the briefcase. Is he like Monster in the? He's all right. Out of all the nicknames, like <laughs> this is not the one to. Uh... <laughs> but this yeah, one beat... is honestly reasonable in terms of their nicknames. He like, beat Kevin Owens in like a minute. Um, <laughs> so they the video package, I think, was longer than the match. Like, that's the thing that gets me about them sometimes. It's like, I understand you want to have a squash match or whatever to save time. Did we really need like a fucking five-minute video package of Braun like terrorizing this poor man before Braun squashes him in a minute? Well, I'm glad yeah. this was, yeah, I'm glad this was a squash just because of the, like, we talked about this before. I don't even know if we said it on here or if we said it when we were, like, getting ready to record, but, like, this show is pretty watchable because of the fact that the shit you really didn't want to watch, it seems like they knew and they cut it pretty short. Yeah, but why do we need the video package? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, if we're gonna, I'm fine with the squash match. Just have Braun and Owens come out. Like, that's all I'm saying. It just made it feel a little stupid, but I have no complaints about this being a squash either because they're. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to watch like an actual match between. Yeah. You know, it was like, much better off that they like, just. Braun selling. Braun selling for Kevin looks so fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just not very good. So I, I didn't mind that they did this. I mean, it makes Kevin Owens look like a dork, but you know. Someone's got to lose in these things. You know? <laughs> I mean, Maybe like, that's who, not the guy I would have booked him against, but I mean, who cares? It's, yeah, I mean, like it's Kevin. Look, he. Like, like it is kind of funny that he just like he took like a ridiculous like Mick Foley bump a month ago, and it's already completely it forgotten, huh? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it's already completely if this forgotten. This was even ten years ago. You'd maybe not ten, fifteen years ago. We would they'd be playing that nonstop for the next twenty years. Yeah, I think even ten years ago they would have. I, I think know. I feel like yeah, ten years think... ago. Ten years ago was oh eight. I feel like that was definitely like part of the turning point when it became what it is today. I, I think so, but I think they still want to play this. I don't know. Um, but yeah, what because I, I remember like some of the... Because I was still in the era where like some of those Money in the Bank bumps got played over and over again, I feel like. So, I think it's, I think it's only in like the last like... Yeah, maybe the last five years. Yeah. Really, like that's when you really entered like the peak hell world where just nothing fucking matters at all. Yeah, that's what I think too. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just imagine, like, Foley takes the bump off the cell because it's comparable. Like, it was almost the same, the same height, basically. Like, Foley takes the bump off the cell, and the next month, like, Kane is beating him clean in a minute. <laughs> it would be like, it would be awesome if you think about it. Like, that's what we had here. He took a fucking bump off the hell in a cell, and a month later, or a cage, whatever the fuck it was, and a month later, he's getting beaten in a minute by Braun Strowman. It's like everybody, like, kind of just like. The fact that everybody just kind of shrugged when it happened should tell you, like, that's where we're at now. Like, well, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Who they he, he, he almost died last month in this company, and they just squashed him the next month. He could Whatever. win the title next month. <laughs> it's true. 
He could. He probably will now. <laughs> no, he could. He's going to come out and, like, I don't know, low blow Roman or, or like, Hunter will make the match, like, if Roman gets DQ, he loses his title. So. Oh, God. I love this company. All right. Woman, SmackDown Women's title, three-way match. Oh, God, this match. Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Um, okay, so Becky was... To say she was the overwhelming crowd favorite here would be, like, not doing it justice. Like, the crowd adored Becky Lynch. They hated Carmella, and they especially hated Charlotte. Like, they really hated Charlotte, um, which made everything that happened. Like, the moment Becky got all that overwhelming crowd support, I'm like, yeah, there's no way she's winning. Like, this crowd loves no, her. Yeah, no chance. I you do. Now, I, I have to be fair. I didn't see coming what happened afterwards. Did you? I should have told her. Yeah, I should have yeah. saw that coming. I figured that's like exactly what was going to okay. happen. Okay, I should have saw that coming. I should. The moment she's getting like overwhelmingly cheered, I should be like, "Oh, they're going to turn her." No, yeah, I, <laughs> I thought it was like obvious. Like, okay, they're doing a turn here. Um, the so there was a the very start of the match. There was a spot where Carmella like snuck up behind Charlotte and slapped Becky in the back of the head, and Becky got up and saw Charlotte behind her, or or, or Charlotte got up and saw. Becky behind. Well, no, the other way around. Becky got up and saw Charlotte behind her and got all pissed off. Like, you slapped me? They're in a triple threat match fighting each other. Why is Becky Lynch so fucking angry that Charlotte may have slapped her, like, gently in the back of the head? Like, I was like, that was the first thing on the show that, like, just had me, like, laughing out loud. Because it's like, she was so angry. And they just kept arguing about this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is there a long argument about whether one person hit another person in a match where they're both like competing? It was so weird. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like the match is like it was fun after that. I thought like not like anything like amazing or anything. Yeah, but, no, um, this was fine. I mean, it's, yeah. Carmella is definitely like limited. I guess is the best word to describe her. But like you. You can figure out how to work around her and be fine. In a three-way, yeah. Yeah, you can very easily like work around her. That's something I'm like WWE matches. There's a few things they do really, really well. It's basically book monsters and then book cowardly heels and figure out how to disguise the fact that they suck and can't do anything. Yeah. I mean I th- that makes that Carmella Charlotte match all the more like, what the fuck? Because they usually don't do that. No, they usually usually have enough foresight to, like, figure out, like, this person sucks. We can't let them just have a straight match. Yeah, they just stuck her out there and, like, okay, you're going to do 20 minutes of, like, loosely applied holds. They're going to kick her in the leg and then kick her in the head and beat her. I I don't know, like, they employ some shitty people, but, like, they're, they seem aware of whose talent level is where. Yeah, but I I mean, that just makes that match. Like, that's that's why my theory for that is, like, they were actually actively trying to punish that crowd. Yeah. But, but um but yeah, so this I went three and a quarter and this was pretty good. Um I mean it was funny when Charlotte had to pin the most overwhelming in the match instead of the hockey talk man of women's champions. But uh Yeah, Carmella it, Carmella is a true worker. She if she got out of doing the job. <laughs> she did get out of doing the job. But then we got that amazing post match angle where WWE booked like the most WWE turn of all time where the the person turning is completely justified in her turn. Like, there is no way to read this except Becky Lynch is right 
and Charlotte deserves everything she has coming to her. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, no. It, it was just she's supposed, so weird. And she's like, supposed to be this woman's friend, and she comes back when she, Becky Lynch has not had a fucking title shot in like two goddamn years or something. And especially not in a singles match. It's all like uh, maybe a couple of multi-woman shots. And she comes back all of a sudden, like a week or two after it's been booked. And it's like, hey, I want to be in it too. <laughs> that just like weasels her way into this title match after her friend finally earned it by beating the champion in a non-title match. And, you know, weasels her way in by also by beating the same person. And then like, you know, can't, can't just wait. Can't be like, okay, Becky, you, you kick... Kick fucking kick the honky tonk man's ass, and then I'll challenge you after. No, she has to make it a fucking triple threat. So no, when Becky turned on her and beat, like this was like Sting turning on Hulk Hogan level. You remember that? Yeah. When Sting turned heel on, on Hollywood Hogan after Hogan like. So the, people don't know the story here. It's 1999. Hogan has spent like two and a half years trying to kill the company. He's been a babyface for maybe like three months at this point. And Sting, who was, like, you know, in trying to protect the company, almost killed, you know, with the NWO and everything, like, turns heel on him and, like, hits him with a bat when that Luger gave him to win the WWE title. And the entire crowd was like, yes, completely justified. Hulk Hogan deserves that. Go Sting. It was, like, the dumbest booked heel turn of all time. This was about the same level. It was, like, the entire crowd was like, yes, Charlotte deserved that 100%. You were right, Becky. The entire crowd cheered her. I don't think one person in that arena booed her. No, I don't think so either. And I don't I don't mind Charlotte, but Charlotte can't act. Yeah. And it, it like really couldn't be more apparent the fact that Charlotte cannot act than it is right here when they couldn't have telegraphed that this was happening worse, you know? Yeah. But um so, like they do, yeah, so- and they were prepared to do like they fully saw it coming and were ready to shit on it in all the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, like they, they the crowd like just universally loved Becky Lynch for kicking this other woman's ass. Like this is the first again, like really hilarious WWE thing, and and people I saw people on Twitter be like, oh, well, maybe they'll just rub with Be- Becky as a baby face now. Are, is this your first day watching WWE? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> maybe they'll just rub with Becky as a baby. Have you never? I really saw multiple people tweet that. Like, have you oh. never watched this company? No, they you are, know what they're going to do. Becky is going to fucking come out and do a, cut a heel promo and talk about how evil she is, and the crowd's going to keep cheering her anyway, and they're going to keep booing Charlotte, and they're not going to change a fucking thing, okay? No. If you think they're going to book Becky Lynch to be anything but the heel here, you're out of your mind. I'm you're sorry. You're yourself at that point. <laughs> it's like, like, what the fuck company do you think this is? But they only, yeah, they rolled one way, and that's yeah. They that's don't just how it's going to be. Yeah. So like you know, I'm I'm not saying I'm not even saying you know you want to like it's hilarious. So like oh, for comedy, great. I have no problem with it. But I'm just saying like this is not. A, I mean, look, they make a billion dollars for doing nothing. They don't give a shit if you if you uh if the crowd cheers their heel or boos their face. What the fuck do they care? They got a billion dollars for the show no one even watches anymore. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. And if you don't you don't like it, you don't you know, that's that's all there is to it, you know? I'd say don't but watch yeah, it. So, they know you're gonna watch anyway. Yeah. I mean look, it's it's fine. Watch it if you're prepared to laugh. 
pretty much all there is to it. Now, I have no idea why the fuck people come to these shows. That I have no idea. And then that'll become even Although bigger this one, when we get to one of these uh, shows. I do know just from getting emails in the local market, like the price cratered for this thing day of. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the show, I mean, it, it definitely sold well in the end, but like it got scalped pretty bad and the scalpers did not make their money back. Well, that's they interesting. Ate their, yeah, they ate their shit on this one pretty bad. But I guess they've run SummerSlam here, what, four or five years in a row now? Yeah. So it's pretty fair, I think, that they may have finally ate shit on it. And I think next year they announced it's finally leaving. Yeah. So that would make sense. But it seems like people are coming less. So maybe they're finally learning, you know, like the people that fucking come to this shit have finally figured it out. I don't know. Because we're going to talk about a match later, right? Just have like, even if you don't think it was like a, like a really, really awesome match, it was still at least very good. And half the time, I have no idea why the crowd was like not reacting at all. But anyway, um, so let's get to the next one because the next one is something. Uh, Samoa Joe beat AJ Styles by DQ in the WWE title match. First of all, the WWE title here, uh, what is this, like fourth from the bottom? Fifth from the bottom or something. It's like, yeah, the Western States Heritage title, basically. That's what the WWE title is at this point. But, um, like, what is it, like, when these two came out here, like, I had this moment of, like, you know, people said they were, oh, Joe and AJ would never be made of venters. And it's like, well, they're not. They're in, yeah, like, match they're five. They're clearly not. They're, they're in a mid-card match that they're calling the WWE title match because even because they have another stupid title that they call the universal title now that's actually the world title. So the fact that people still get worked by this is amazing to me. Like, did you not live through the last era where they had a world heavyweight champion that, like, you know, was basically... Like, remember when Sheamus was world heavyweight champion? Like, again, never got to meet him at anything. Um, was in, like, four-month feuds for the big show and stuff. It was like he, he was ne- he was never positioned. Wait, wait, isn't this the gender white title? This is the gender white title, yeah. Okay, come on. How can you think this? Is <laughs> At least Jinder Mahal made a venison shows though. But the one of those SmackDown co-branded like SmackDown. No, 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 yeah, but those do not count. Okay, but I'm saying it's even worse now because we don't even have those papers anymore. So like yeah. you don't even have the quote unquote main events for Joe and AJ to work on these SmackDown only shows. Now it's just like. They will not even give them like a token main event. Backlash, AJ and Nakamura was the only title match of note on that show. And they were like, Roman Joe, main event. <laughs> Get, do some 10 minutes of rest holds. So, yeah, I mean, like, just the, the, the W title has not main evented a dual brand show. Oh, God, when's the last time? It's been a long fucking time. I'm trying to think what it could have been. I mean, who's had? I'm trying to think who's even had the SmackDown title. They would ever play main event with it. Yeah, because before that, Jinder was Orton, who yeah. you know he's not hasn't been a real main eventer in some time. Before Orton, it was Bray Wyatt. Exactly. Um, they might have gone last. Did they even go last when Bray won the title Elimination Chamber? They probably they might have. Didn't he win it in the chamber? Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely did. But yeah, so that might be the last time. But I don't know if that was called brand of them. It might have been single brand. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look this up because I'm fucking... I want to figure this out. So let's see. WWE title cage match. But yeah, while I'm doing that... Um, <laughs> so, the WWE title match here. Joe and AJ. Uh, you missed this show, right? You were watching... I missed, the be- uh, I missed the beginning of this. Yeah, you missed this match. So let's see. AJ's entire reign. Yeah, he did, He definitely did not main event Royal Rumble. 
He did not main event WrestleMania. Did not main event any of these other shows since they all went dual branded. So let's see, Jinder, Jinder Mahal main event any. <laughs> what about the Punjabi prison match? That was a single brand, though. Oh, okay, yeah, so that doesn't count. So I'm trying to find a dual brand pay-per-view the last time they had a main event. Uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt definitely wasn't a main event. <laughs> WrestleMania 33. Um, was that the Worms match? Yeah, that was the Worms match. Let me see, Elimination Chamber, was that dual brand? No, it was that. Okay. Damn the Worms match. That was a... Yeah, that, so when Bray Wyatt won the title, that was that was a single brand, again. Um, Cena AJ did not main event the Royal Rumble, did it? No, the Royal Rumble. No. Um, <laughs> eventually, eventually, I won. can you believe Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble in 2017? No, I can't. <laughs> and then the uh, Rumble led to the fucking Worms match. Yeah. Oh, this um, fucking company rules. Right. TLC was a dual brand. Um, let's see, with back backlash was single. I mean, TLC was still. Single brand, backlash, single brand. Folks, I'm in 2016. I still haven't found one. Um, <laughs> let's see. SummerSlam 2016? Uh, nope. That was Brock and Randy Orton main event. Uh, <laughs> uh, bad. So, okay. The last time the WWE Championship main evented a dual brand pay-per-view was the month before the Universal title was created. July 24th, 2016 at Battleground 2016. When Dean Ambrose beat Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So there you go. The, t- the WWE title has not made ended a single dual brand pay-per-view since the Universal title was created. So if anyone thinks this is anything but like... The- Joe and AJ are fighting for the X Division title again, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they, should um, just, they should just sign Christopher Daniels. Why not? <laughs> um, okay. So I don't really watch Dirty's TV at all. And like with SmackDown, I really don't... E- don't even read the TV reports. Um, I just never remember to. With Raw, even though I don't really watch it, I at least remember to read the TV reports most of the time. But, like, I had no idea that Joe versus AJ was a feud based around Samoa Joe talking shit about AJ's, like, skill as a parent and husband until that video package started. And, like, I was, like, almost crying with laughter by the time the video package was over. Between it being Joe and AJ and the super melodramatic music... And the all the fucking shit Joe was talking about AJ as like a husband and a, and a father. I was like, this this is Russo era TNA. It's Joe and AJ, you know. I mean, first of all, and it's like, yeah, this is literally Russo yeah, era TNA. This is what they would do for a Joe and AJ feud. They, Russo would have booked something like this. It wouldn't have been like two great wrestlers and Joe wants to be in the title. No, it's about AJ. You're a bad dad, and you're gonna soon. You're gonna be coming home to your family. And it's like, I was just like dying watching this. And then and then to like to top that off, Joe hit on Wendy Styles. That can't be her name. Right? AJ has a different name. Is Styles really his real name? I think it's just like it's like Jones. Yeah. So I think his name's like Alan Jones or something like that. Yeah, Alan Neil Jones. There you go. She Samoa Joe called him Wendy Styles. <laughs> I was like, again, like almost crying. He's like, Joe's like, Wendy, Wendy Styles. And he was like, he was hitting on her, basically. He was like, you know, and he's like, Dad's coming home soon. And so Joe grabs his mic before the match. Loki acts like he wants to have sexual intercourse with Mrs. Styles. Wendy. Talks some more, talks some more shit about how bad of a parent AJ is. And do you know what happened when the bell rang? 
I'm going to guess they went right to a headlock, didn't they? AJ gave him a good, hard <laughs> grappling. Okay? <laughs> he grappled the fucking shit out of this man. They did a fucking test of strength. They tested <laughs> each other's strength. Samoa Joe said, you're a bad parent and a bad husband. And AJ's like, motherfucker, we are going to test our strength right now. And that's what they did. Like, again, I was almost, like, crying with laughter watching this shit. And then he put him in a headlock for a long time. They call the headlock. He gave him some, like, really weak-looking leg kicks. Like, the man wants to fuck your wife. And you're giving him, you're giving him some, like, weak-looking leg kicks. It's like, I, I really almost choked to death. I laughed so hard. It was, I'm it was really amazing. sad I picked this for the smart break. Damn. Yeah, it was so awesome. I regret um, this heavily. But, yeah, so... <laughs> well, these are, I mean, I've seen enough of like AJ's last couple of month matches. Like he's, he looks like he's lost it. Yeah, he's done. Uh, he's not very. I saw people go. I saw people go really high on this match. I saw the second half of this, and I mean, I've known Joe is physically cooked for a while. Like yeah. Joe, this is clearly the retirement phase of Joe's career. There's not going to yeah. be an indie run after this. But I didn't realize, like, AJ looks just, even compared to the beginning of his WWE run, it's like... Yeah, he. I, I think... Day. I actually think he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, like, anymore. is he just collecting the paycheck at this point? Yeah, I think he's, like, in Nakamura land where it's like, just give me my fucking money. Um, Either way, like, he just looks like a different guy now than he did yeah. even, like, two years ago. I mean, look, the last half of this match was good. Um, if you completely ignore the fact... That it makes no sense that this man wants to fuck this other man's wife, and they just had a wrestling encounter. It was actually pretty fun in the second half. Like I went three and a half on it because, like the last, the last half of the match, they, I thought they found a little bit of the magic, but like obviously, like you know, that's AJ's best match of the year, probably at three and a half stars. What so, else has he done this year? Do you I, know? Okay, so I haven't seen anything. Okay, so let me give you the AJ rundown because I, I, I would love to talk about this topic because I'm going to be so fucking furious when he finishes like. Top ten in the we don't know wrestling one hundred like last, I didn't I didn't think he deserved to even come close to winning last year but this yeah, year if he I finishes voted for him last year yeah I didn't vote for him either this year if he finishes first or finishes anywhere in the top ten it's going to be a fucking ridiculous travesty of justice so let me give you AJ's year uh, the Royal Rumble he was in a two on one handicap match oh, I remember that <laughs> with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens yeah that was that. Uh, Fast lane, he was in a, a six-way match or seven-way, whatever the fuck it was. wasn't very good either. It was uh, it was fine, I guess you would say. Uh, WrestleMania, he had a shitty match with Shinsuke Nakamura. The like, I <laughs> the joke always was for me with like with AJ Shinsuke going to that WrestleMania. You remember, you remember how hyped that was, right? It's kind of incredible that it has that it was as hyped as it was in hindsight. Yeah. When like people were like, like, when the last time Nakamura had a decent match, like, <laughs> like people were just like, oh, can't imagine not thinking AJ and Shinsuke are still going to tear the house down at WrestleMania. Oh, so that, those tweets happened, huh? Oh, my friend, if only they knew what was happening next. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so like they, they that, went out that was just a dick punch angle match too, right? Like it they, wasn't even. So let me, yeah. So so basically, I mean, my joke was they were going to have like another four and a quarter star match. Like they did at uh, at the Wrestle Kingdom one, and everybody's gonna call it five stars because it was it was WrestleMania. Instead, they had like a two and a quarter star match, and everybody pretended it was like 
four stars, I guess. <laughs> but like, it was really terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it was, they just like did a bunch of counters and stuff in slow motion, and then like after it was over, AJ just won clean, and then Shinsuke did like the heel turn on him. Um, but yeah, after that, they had they had a couple more matches that people. I saw some people like probably more than I did, but like I didn't think any of them were really that good. Um, and they all had stupid fucking finishes, like the Grand Four Rumble match. Um, you know, did you watch the Oil Rumble? I did not watch the Oil Rumble, so I can't speak to that one. Yeah, but, yeah. That, it, but it only it went to a double count out, which was fourteen minutes long. So I don't see how it was an all time classic. But the the Backlash match, you know, I saw a lot of people say that was good. And I'm just like. It was just a match. I mean, like, there was nothing to it. And that was the one that had the hilarious, like, double low blow, double knockdown finish. And oh, I saw the gifts of that. That was funny. Yeah, that was. it was a really funny ending to a pretty crappy match. And then that fucking last man standing match in Money in the Bank went 31 goddamn minutes. Like, if, if ever there was a time for people to complain about long matches, like, they just did nothing. For like twenty five minutes, like literally nothing. I mean, that's always and, been Nakamura's greatest skill, even when he was still good. It's like, yeah, the man could do nothing for the man could easily have a match for like twenty five minutes where he did fucking nothing until the last two minutes. But yeah, so like the last like that was another one where the last few minutes were kind of good, so people checked themselves into thinking it was good. But um, yeah, that was no good. Uh, and then the AJ Rusev match with Extreme Rules was like three and a quarter. It was. It was fine. Uh, it was way below what I like. I thought that was going to be the one match where AJ was finally like, you know, has his blow away match for 2018. I was free of uh, surfing Shinsuke, but but no, he just had a he had a fine match. And again, with the Samoa Joe one, you know, it was it was good. You know, it's like it was a pretty good match. But you know, again, I know everybody hates these comparisons. I saw a million pretty good matches in the G1. It's like it's nothing, you know? It's like just enough. It would have been like in my top like 75 or something. So it was like a pretty good match for the G, for like, you know, for this match. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, and then, and then the, okay, so the, but I did have an amazing finishing sequence where I saw the finish. <laughs> so basically, eight, Joe grabs the mic again and says, she like once again like goes to Wendy and is like, you know, um, he's like, I know I said AJ was coming home tonight, but I lied. He's not. But don't worry, I'll be your new daddy. <laughs> and well, that was hilarious. And then AJ's life models, apparently, you can talk shit about my family and threaten to fuck my wife 500 times, but don't you dare do it 501 times. Because then he freaked the fuck out and, like, beat the shit out of him with a chair for the DQ. So, so did he win? So did Samoa Joe win the title? No, it was DQ, so. Okay. Yeah, there was no wacky stipulation. But yeah, this was good, and it was hilarious. So, the best in both worlds. Alright, yeah. So, I'm looking at my list of wrestlers I ranked over AJ Styles last year, because I did rank him, and just looking at some of these names, it's like, <laughs> did Nadoka Onisan have a better year than AJ Styles? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of... Um, you would have to... There was a lot of people in wrestling this year, this year, that are having it better than AJ Styles. Like I'm trying to think really hard. Like Yoshitatsu. Is Azuka Wait. having a better year than AJ Styles? Azuka? Yes. Yes, because he had that match with uh yeah, the match with Yeah. That's better than anything AJ Styles has done this year. Is 
I'm trying to think of some real deep. Yoshita- Yoshitatsu, absolutely. No, Yoshitatsu like had some decent tag matches. Yoshitatsu is running sure. laps around AJ Styles. He is. Uh, what about Kai? Is Kai having? Kai a is having year? a much better year than AJ Styles. Yep. Obviously, bodyguard is so that's a bad bodyguard is yeah bodyguard. I think bodyguard's going to be in my bodyguard's a lock for the top fifty at this point. Yeah, it's like is Rika Tatsumi having better than AJ Styles? Yes, she's been hurt for a long time, but yes, still. But even the period where she hit on the match where she hit on Mizuki was better than anything AJ Styles has done this year. So there you go. Yeah, no, yeah, that is Kenoka having a better year than AJ. Yes. Oh, easily, easily. Um, the match where he won that battle Cade having a pen. Right, now we're, this is a good one. This is a good yeah. one. We finally got a good one. <laughs> I think I might have to go with AJ on this one. I mean, I, I I'm voting for Cade here, but <laughs> I'm gonna go AJ. AJ by a hair. AJ okay. By a hair. Um, is Dylan James having a better? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Not even close. Not even, give me a hard one. Um. All right, who's is Cody Hall having a better year? Uh, I'm gonna give it to AJ here. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really feel that strongly about this, but yeah, sure. It, now, here's a good one because I don't think you watch Lucha. Is Kawato san having a better year than AJ? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You have to tell me. No, he's not. He's not. He's not been good in CML. He's the worst guy on every show he's on. Really? What the hell's the problem? You just can't do. He Lucha. doesn't know. He doesn't know how to catch guys. He, he goes to the Miz School of Dives, <laughs> and it's and he also doesn't really seem to know offense yet. It's, That's awesome. It's rough. He he's got a while before you're seeing Kawato. Oh, it was yeah. so weird because he was so good in, at the end of New Japan. I guess he just maybe some guys just cannot do lucha. I don't even think it's that. I just think he doesn't really. I think New Japan knew like they only made him do the stuff he knew how to do. Oh, I see. And now I think they're making him learn how to do all the other shit. On I don't know. It feels like they pushed him out real quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe just because um, there's like nine new ones in, they needed to start to get on there. Yeah. Either way. Okay, I'm trying to dig really deep here. And... Hmm. Is Tamatanga having a better year than AJ Styles? That's another really good one. <sighs> Gonna have to give it to AJ. Yeah, I don't think AJ's had anything that's like actively terrible. Oh, uh, some of those Shinsuke matches are pretty close. But fair enough. Yeah, I think AJ wins out here. That handicap match is really awful. I'm trying to think of other wrestlers having bad years. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, folks, if you have a ballot in the We Don't Know Wrestling 100, unless AJ has like fucking matching your candidates for the rest of the year. Do not vote for AJ Styles. If you vote for AJ Styles, you are telling me either A, I don't watch anything with WWE, which I guess is fine. But I don't even would even make the top like if you did a New York one hundred. Like <laughs> New York fifty, actually. <laughs> but I'm saying if you just if you're gonna do an entire one hundred ballot from just WWE, does he even make that ballot? They have like I mean, a million people. hundred, yeah. No, hundred yeah. Because so many of those people do not make tape. Okay, like you so can't fifth. honestly vote for all those NXT. I, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Okay, I don't know if any of them are bad, <laughs> so maybe I know AJ fucking sucked. But yeah, I don't know. You definitely want to make my New York fifty. So if yeah. uh, is that even still happening? I don't even... uh, last time I looked at the Twitter account, it is there is still a New York fifty. This is like 
do, do those people even like it? Like, I don't even know what's going. I'd imagine they like it. I don't know. I think yeah. I'm blocked by all those people, but uh, yeah. I imagine they like it. Um, but yeah, so New York 50. Uh, I mean, I guess he's probably going to, he'll probably win that or something. But, but yeah, do not vote for AJ. I know you either have a ballot that's something about WWE guys, or you don't actually watch wrestling in 2018. You just like pick the guy whose name you know, and you're like, well, I'm sure AJ's so good. Number three, <laughs> which I'm sure is how he's going to get to the top 10. So. It is, but um, <laughs> he is not having a better year than Bestia Del Ring. If you <laughs> vote for AJ Styles over Peroth, I will kill you. <laughs> if you vote for AJ Styles over, like, I don't know, like, no, don't go days. Like you said, let's like, be real. You vote for, look, uh, what the fuck's your name? The, the big daddy girl. I can't, why the fuck can't I remember her name? I was just tweeting about her today. Who? The, the new stardom girl. I really. Um, I don't know. I, I know the the one who does the who they kept making new metal memes of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name, but. Yeah, what's her name? The the, the judo girl. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't really know stardom in any way other than the gifts, or if somebody uploads it on Chinese YouTube and tells me there's something <laughs> worth watching. It's it's awesome that I'm completely blanking on her name, but I can't like. Utami, maybe. Yeah, like it's that. like Utami Hayashita or something. something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't so like, know this Utami that, Hayashita but... has been around for like three weeks or something, and if she is below AJ Styles in your bout right now, you are wrong. You were Utami Hayashida almost murdering Tom Nakano with a fucking judo judo STO was better than anything that AJ Styles has done this How year. How many up up girls are placing above AJ Styles? Oh, all of them should. All of them. What about the idle ones that don't actually don't, have matches? They, they have contributed more to my enjoyment of professional wrestling this year than AJ Styles has. So I mean, we're looking at an upwards of like ten up up girls higher than AJ Styles <laughs> right now. But um. But yeah, so I'm having we're having a good time here, folks. AJ Styles sucks. Moving on, the Miz defeating Daniel Bryan. Okay, so this is the one we're going to disagree on the most, probably. Like this is the only thing on this show that I really like, non-ironically loved. Um, it was the only thing I was like non-ironically looking forward to, and it for me it really delivered. And um, you know, I I thought first of all, just like there was like a really awesome like old school quality to it that I really appreciated. Like to me, it felt like an old, um, like this to me is what an old, like American style, great match used to be. And it's possible. I overrated a little bit just because it was like a fucking oasis in the desert of WWE's year this year. But like they worked this entire match around Brian wanting to punch this man in the face. Miz did not say he wanted to fuck Brian's wife, but he did say lots of stuff about how much, Daniel Bryan's a piece of shit, and this and that and this. And Bryan did not want to put him in holds. He wanted to punch him in the fucking face. That was awesome. You know, he worked the entire match where he wanted to punch him in the face, and it was great. Um, you know, Miz just did amazing heel work, I thought, in this match. You know, I thought his, his bumping was really good. I thought his selling was awesome. Um, you know, I thought he just was an insufferable prick in a way that, like, almost nobody is an insufferable prick in wrestling these days, like, on purpose anyway. And, you know, I just, I love this match. I went four and a half on it. Um, it's not quite going to make my match of the year ballot, but, like, if I was doing a top 20 instead of a top 10, it would, it would, it would be on there, I'm sure. Um, it was the best thing in this dumb fuck company this entire year, for sure. Uh, main roster, anyway. And I, I put this, like, right below Gargano and Almas for, like, their overall match of the year, too. So, yeah. 
All right. So I don't think it, I don't think it got to that level just because I think I think there was some stuff about this that like you thought it was going to be great. Like down to like all the old callbacks they were doing and everything. I really thought they were like almost there. And obviously there was a there was a fuck finish on this. And I don't know. This is like I know this is just how they do things because this is the first match. So there has to be a fuck finish. There has to be another one, you know? Yeah. It, this is just that's how they do it and it has that's just how it has to be. But like, I don't think they're ever going to be able to do this again and do any, like do anything as good as a lot of the callbacks and everything. Yeah. You no. Know? And like, yeah. And all the spots about being punched in the face. Like, I don't think they can do this again. as good. So if there was ever a time to not drag off at the <laughs> end and do a normal finish, like this is, this was the one. See, now this finish really bothered you. I, I see. I, yeah. I really didn't have a problem with it, but I thought, the thing Maybe is, it's, I think it's. Not, I don't think this is bad. I gave this three and three quarters. So like, yeah. I thought this was. I thought it was still very good, but this is just like I guess how I don't overly like the style on how they do things. Well, yeah, and no, I, killed, I and that and like I don't rate different companies' matches on some different scale. Like it's not like oh, this is a four and a half WWE match, but it would only be three and a half somewhere else. I like, don't do that either. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's just yeah. how it is, and like this is. This is how they choose to do things within their style, and I just don't enjoy it as much as I like. Right, see, see, to, to me, the finish—I don't know. Like, maybe, it's, maybe I'm just so fucking jaded by WWE. But like, a what's essentially a heel manager, like passing her husband a weapon that he hit hit a guy in the face with and pinned him—that's almost clean for this company. It is. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. Like, I don't know. Like, it just didn't bother me at all because, like. I don't know. Maybe I really just like. I do think I re- the other issue was that it didn't didn't it feel like this should have been hotter? Like oh okay, the live crowd is completely different. And that I'm gonna get yeah. to in a second. That that is totally different. See, and I don't like think- weird. They were and especially like this was not a crowd that was like trying to. No no no. I have, a, I have a, I have a theory on this, and I I'm glad you brought it up. I won't, I'll talk about it in a sec. But on the finish though. I really didn't mind the finish at all, like I said, because to me it almost felt like like a heel cheating, you know, with a foreign object has been there since the beginning of time. That did not bother me. Compared to like, you know, fucking I don't know, heel managers jumping out of the crowd dressed as the baby face and the baby yeah. face being hypnotized by it for an hour and then getting pinned. Like this is like a fucking clean finish next to that. Yeah, so I, don't know. I think my issue with it is like this could have been something great. But instead, they decided that it was just going to be number one of six. No, I feel you. I feel you. Like that's and and that to me is what kept it from being like a five star match because I thought the work, I thought the work was so good. The work was good. Yeah. But but again, I think the crowd was really really, behind it. I really tried not to like take too much stock in the live crowd because, like, sometimes I I really am into something that the live crowd doesn't give a shit about and to me it's like you know i would i, don't know. I do I don't, but i think this was this is definitely the kind of like blood feud match that really would have been dragged up by a great crowd you know yes i hear you i hear you but it's like here, talk about those ruche la park matches that like the work isn't great but it's people going insane when they hit each other with picture frames i mean i definitely do give a, a yeah. boost for light crowd sometimes but i try not to take off too much well i don't I think, think i'm taking is, off okay you know? Well, here, let me let me just say what I'm going to say on this, on this live crowd. I agree with you that they were not trying 
to um, you know to take over the show or anything. What it comes down to to me is, what is a WWE live crowd in 2018 there for? How many of these people in that building do you think watch SmackDown every week? I probably think almost, a lot. Probably like 20%. Yeah, okay? I'm just 20 to 30. I think that's yeah, fair. maybe like 40 to 50 watch Raw. 20 to 30 watch SmackDown. How many people in that building do you think are emotionally invested in this feud? I would say probably not many. And I do think they might have had the issue that some of the stuff they were doing was like almost too subtle for a WWE crowd. It's like pretentious and dickheaded as that sounds. No, no, no. I agree. This was was not a level of subtlety they ever do. I totally agree. There was no staring at his hands looking at how violent he is to get his point across. And this is why I, and that's why to me, I am totally fine being higher on this match than the live crowd is because I, I love both these wrestlers, first of all. I love The Miz. I love Daniel Bryan. And I'm totally fine with rewarding them for stuff that the live crowd just didn't get. Yeah. And like you said, that sounds pretentious, but like sounds like I don't blame really these people. The people just that went over the crowd's head. Look, I don't blame these people for like not giving a shit. Like yeah. who could it's this fucking company. Who could give a shit about anything in this company? But I they, just have to did give a shit. <laughs> they they did and they didn't. But these I mean look, what I'm trying to say with this basically is, you know, what is this crowd here for? What is every crowd showing up for now? What do they want to see? They want to see moments. They want to see moments. They want to see cool moves. Because when Seth Rollins does cool moves and, like, fucking kickouts and stuff, they, they, they do go crazy, these crowds. Um, they want to see, like, you know, you know lot, like, fast-paced action. Like, WWE crowds are, like, an action crowd now, which is, like, something I don't think, you know, I feel like no... Um, you know, no, not a lot of people reasonably understand. Like these crowds, what, what, like, what do W crowds go crazy for? What have I seen them go really nuts for this year? That Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, or not Dolph Ziggler? Um, who the fuck was Seth Rollins wrestling at Backlash? Was it Dolph? Was that or the, the, or the Finn Balor? It was Finn Balor, I think. There was a there was the, the one match at Backlash that was good. It was like Seth and Finn Balor, I think. Intercontinental title. It was like a three and three quarter or three and a half star match, but it was like all action. And the crowd just went like fucking nuts for that. Like that is what WWE crowds go nuts for now. This is they are like um, an action crowd, and it makes sense if you watch these fucking shows because who could fucking give a shit about their storylines? You know, like no, no one cares. Like, no one cares about anything that nothing that happens on television matters. So why are they there? They're there because it's it's the major wrestling company, and they like wrestling. They're there because they like seeing guys do fast-paced matches and moves. And they're there because, you know, they want to see the stars or whatever. They want to um, see um they want to see cell bumps. They want to see Kevin yeah. Owens jump off the cage. They want to see Kevin Owens jump off the cage. Like this is a this is a hardcore crowd, first of all, especially a pay-per-view crowd. And this is not a crowd, but it's like a, a crowd that's hardcore about like I mean, look how many bullet club shirts are in the crowd, you know? Like these these people are like people who are really into like being the elite and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, these are the same people that are going to be at yeah. the Madison Square Garden show. Yeah. So like these people really want to see like, you know, dudes doing like smarky inside references and like, you know, dudes doing like fast paced action and stuff like that. They're not there to see like a slow paced storyline driven, you know, very old school kind of match. It's just not like, like I, I have no doubt in my mind that like even like like fifteen years ago, like that feud and that match I think would have torn down the building. 
even even like 2003 the crowd had not yeah. changed over yet maybe like so. maybe like 2006 or something it was like really after that the things started changing over and the crowds really became like an action heavy crowd but like you know just the general feeling of nothing mattering the general feeling of like it's really hard to get invested in like a multi-year blood feud i'm gonna punch you like kind of match when like just nothing matters you know yeah so and i don't I, wanna... and i am saying this from the work point i really i really think they would have benefited from ending earlier than they did i think they dragged a little too i think mm. they dragged too much That's fair I yeah. do think I do think they almost had that great and that great crowd reaction, and then they went on a little too long with stuff that wasn't that great, and then they kind of lost it. I mean, to me, the, the the surprising part was how not into it they were early. Like there yeah. were stretches early on, but they were the crowd was not into it, and that's where I kind of made this like thought in my head of like, well, this is because like they really don't give a shit about Daniel Bryan wanting to punch. No, him. I mean they have successfully <laughs> beat the Daniel Bryan thing out of the fans. Yeah, and like they just Which, good for them. They've been trying for a fucking decade or whatever, <laughs> now, but they they've done it. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not the guy he was four years ago. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, I just just the com- even the company in four years, you know, I mean, four years ago it was bad, but it was not this bad. No, it was fun. Like the pay per views were mostly watchable up until yeah. I'd say two years ago was when they really started to dip. Yeah, and like just it, they they've killed everything really um i know i know this is this is not a, sh- a show we both kind of liked but like yeah it's like they killed everything so this is the result but what's gonna get a reaction like the tyson kid agent agenting uh seth rollins to do a bunch of high spots that's just gonna get a reaction not daniel bryan trying to punch the Miz. so i'd rather see daniel bryan try to punch the Miz, and i i love this match but i totally get it if uh you know if you didn't see it on, on that level so I mean, I thought I was the high person, but Tanner gave this four and three quarters. So no, I get the, <laughs> I do get the impression this was this is going to be the one that at least that I can tell like the people that really like WWE. A lot of them are going like four and a half, five, and the people who are kind of casual watchers who just come in once in a while were not that into. Okay. That's my impression well, watching this. I liked it a lot. I don't really like WWE that much, sure. but I'm very I love both guys, so maybe mm-hmm. that's why. But yeah, so I mean, it's still this still is not going to make my top ten. I mean, I still have no WWE matches in my top ten. But it wouldn't surprise me if this gets posted in the year, but it's probably going to be fucking organic. I don't think I don't think this is going to do amazing at the end of the year. Yeah, I think it's going to. I didn't, I didn't get the impression, even from reading like the kind of people who are usually into this stuff. Like I didn't even people that liked it. I didn't get the feeling it was like something that's going to stick with people. You know? Yeah. All right, so that was that match. I loved it a lot. You you liked it but didn't love it, and we both agree nobody cares about in the live crowd about this shit anymore. No. Uh, so up next, Finn Balor versus the Constable, Baron Corbin. <laughs> I, I love that he has like this big, like evil, like entrance song, like the, this big evil like face that appears on the screen, and then he just comes out as like this bald dipshit in a fucking vest. And these fucking like dress clothes. It is so awesome. Like I don't know who I really think like they must be doing that on purpose, but like it's just like someone must have been like, Do you want to switch his theme song or anything? Since he's now just this fucking middle management guy in a vest. Like, no, let's just leave it. It's gonna be great having him come out with this fucking vest 
to this like evil sounding music. <laughs> it's gonna be great. But yeah, and then Finn Balor came out as the demon. <laughs> he needed to find his inner demon to beat Chief Morley. Show. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, I laughed so fucking hard when he came out as the demon. It's like, yeah, he had to go to the demon. Um, but <laughs> to beat this fucking bald dipshit in a fucking vest. Oh, I love this company. I mean, he did at least squash him really quick, which is cool. And probably. Probably for the best. I mean, that match that last month was so fuck. It was only like eleven minutes long, and it felt like it was like eleven hours. So, thank God they just kept it to like a minute long here. <laughs> yeah, man, like this, this was def. Can you fucking imagine what would happen if Baron Corbin slapped on a fucking rest hold four hours into the show or whatever? Oh, uh, I, I was, I was, I was one of like, I probably would have started howling, but. This is also pretty funny. He was so fucking scared of this man and his fucking paint. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, he was like a fucking fucking all five foot six of Prince Devity, which is horrible. <laughs> he's like, ah, he's got borderline blackface. <laughs> it did look like blackface. Yeah, I this. Like, one, oh my god! Usually they're pretty good with making sure that they don't go too black <laughs> on the paint, but this time they really threw that out. Yeah, I was like, I saw. They gotta go back to the NXT one where it was more gray and then like, yeah, black. I saw, I saw some people on Twitter saying it like this kind of looks like blackface. I'm like, yeah, kind of does. I don't know. Yeah, like I do get that it's the cartoon, it's the comic design, and I kind of it's based off of. So I'm giving them a little too much benefit of the doubt, but it's time to use a lighter shade. (laughs) You know, Um, the U.S. title match was an action. Skate Nakamura. Beating Jeff Hardy. This was a weird one, and that like I saw some people being like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." I was like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Like I don't know. I just thought it was like nothing. Like Shinsuke did his shakes. Uh, Jeff Hardy Jeff did Shinsuke. Hardy one really stupid bump. Yeah. And that was. Am I the only one who actually thought it was like kind of low key racist when Jeff did Shinsuke's mannerisms? Like there was just like this really like, disturbing, like, white guy pretending he's Asian vibe. But, I don't know. I, don't know. I assume Jeff Hardy's so pilled out, it doesn't... He doesn't... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure he... Yeah. I'm sure they told him to do that, but it just came yeah. off as very... It came off, like, very, like... In his fucking Will-O-The-Wisp paint. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like... I, and, again, this was a match, too, where it's, like... I have no idea what the difference is between... WWE heel Shinsuke and WWE babyface Shinsuke besides the fact that he went for a low blow at the end because like he does all the same crowd appeals and the only other difference is they ruined his same song yeah <laughs> like, pretty the, much the violin is so fucking terrible now but uh but yeah I mean the crowd appeals are all exactly the same yeah I don't know why this had to happen like this is another one you couldn't have bumped this to the pre-show yeah I mean look it was uh I guess it's two guys that are technically stars, so they got to yeah. make the main card. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, so Jeff did that really, like you said, the utterly insane, like, missed Swanton of the Ring Apron for, a, like, a dead zone mid-card match for the the fucking U.S. title. I mean, this was, this was like, the old the title, spot. The title that Orlando Jordan once held, and he's, like, <laughs> jumping off the apron onto the fucking... Uh, what else? The illustrious history of the U.S. title. There have been some dumb fucking U.S. champions. I'm trying to think of some of them. Like Orlando Jordan is like the the really. Do you remember when he had the U.S. title despite like not never lifting a single reaction? 
<laughs> There's quite a few. I mean, it's the great belt, the belt held by the once great Robert Roode. <laughs> Wait, Roode held this title really? I, I think Roode had it within the past couple of months. I really don't even remember that at all. Um, let me see. I'm just looking at the title reigns because this is. I bet you this this title. How many times has Sheamus held the? Yes, Bobby Roode did hold this title. Wow! Oh no! Like two months. Over under at six and a half U.S. Ginger for for who? Sheamus. Um, I'm gonna take the under actually. So let's say. Ah, dude, I don't know if he had this title at all. Maybe it's the I. Because it feels one of the mid card titles. It feels like Sheamus has just had a million runs with. Yeah, maybe it's the IC. Maybe you're seeing the world heavyweight title. Yeah, I don't think he ever had this stupid title, buddy. Really? Yeah, I don't see. Oh wait, two times. There you go. Only two. I'm really uh, yeah, two hundred about two hundred and thirty combined days. So okay, have... so that was a while. Yeah. And usually okay. they like hot potato that belt. They don't give yeah. people real runs. So Jinder like, Jinder Mahal had it for Jinder Mahal had it for eight days. Who can forget the epic Baron Corbin reign? Seventy days. <laughs> uh, Dolph Ziggler had it for nine days and vacated it and never asked for another title shot to get it back. Well, why should he get another title shot? He vacated it. That's true. Chris Jericho had it for two days in 2017. <laughs> Completely forgot about it. Oh, no, he had it for 83 days right before that. Um, Roman Reigns? Oh, yeah, he had it for 106 days. Jesus. Callisto had it twice. <laughs> One of his razors for four months. Jesus. Jesus. Christ. Um, Didn't he have a feud with the Ryback? Yeah. Santino Morella held this title for 167 days in 2012. Um. Zack Ryder had it for a month. Uh, Dolph Ziggler had it for six months in 2011. Our truth had our title <laughs> Bret Hart held this title for a week in 2010. <laughs> oh my god. I just keep going through all these raids. This is incredible. Uh, yeah. MVP had it for almost a fucking year. What a, what a title. Yeah, I, I think the Orlando Jordan one's the funniest. Honestly, he held that. Orlando Jordan had that title for six fucking months. 173 days. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. <laughs> Orlando Jordan, like, having that one. Because I don't remember anything Orlando Jordan. Yeah. Six months. But yeah, the illustrious United States title here. Um, but that, the, the U.S. title, it got basically what the old woman's match spot was on the card. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Shinsuke retained after Jeff like killed himself, and and after that, like, why, why is why is Kurt Hawkins coming out on Raw holding like a metal rod? What the wow. fuck is going on? So I just don't understand. Like, is he a band conductor? I what the fuck is he doing? His T-shirt has like a bunch of like fours. Oh, it's because he loses all the time. Okay, yeah, he's on he's on a losing streak gimmick only on main event. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about on Raw because I muted, but he looks like he has a rod. Like, okay, anyway, um, <laughs> I just had a comment. So yeah, Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't advise doing a crazy spot like that for the Orlando Jordan six month title on a mid card match in front of a dead crowd when you could already barely move. But that's what Jeff Hardy did, and then Shinsuke pinned him. Then Randy Orton came out and slowly walked down to the ring. And then he did nothing. And then he turned and left. What the fuck was the point of that? You know, you don't have any answers? No. Who no, the fuck knows what they're doing? I gave that a cool one and a half stars. All right. Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. 
What the fuck was this makeup? <laughs> I don't know. My my girlfriend turned to me and said she looks like a fucking extra like alien on Star Trek between the makeup and the hair. And it's like, yes, and we watched the Klingon do judo. Like that was the entire the entire match was a Klingon, a Klingon doing like really basic judo throws. And then like put her on the armbar and pin and submitted her. The only other thing other than the, the fact that it was a squash was like Alexa did a lot of stalling early on, which is was quite the heel move here on a fucking three and a half hour long show. I don't uh, know. I feel like this is this that was like necessary because it's obvious it Alexa's not Carmella. It's clear that they actually see something in her. Yeah. So you needed to have her get some shit in, even if she got no offense. Like you didn't just want to bury her and knock her down the card. So I get why they did that. I don't know. Like I am. What is your I'm, what is your thing on Ronda? Because he's. Like, I think she's. I, I, well, I think there's a lot of reasons people don't like Ronda, and I don't really want to talk about those because I don't think I'm the one to say yeah. that. I, but I don't. Want, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying that in a bad way or that like yeah. you're wrong to judge her for that. I think you're completely right too. Yeah. It just, but let's let's put all I that think, aside though. As a wrestler, yeah, I think she's pretty good. For somebody okay. who clearly, I think she, she has, doesn't know how to do a lot, but she no. has enough charisma. She has like, presence and charisma. I actually think she is like, in a lot of ways, maybe not very good, because like, I I don't know. Sometimes when she's like, she just like is maneuvering in the ring, she just looks really weirdly awkward, and maybe it's just like she's just so green and she'll get it eventually yeah, she's had like four matches yeah so she so looks really awkward um and she has like that pre- but like all the people being like oh she's so good she should win rush of the year she's this i'm like look she's she's doing like these short matches that she's probably rehearsed a million times and her entire offense is basically like the only reason why she looks as good as she does is because you know, they, they let her go out there and do all these fucking judo throws on people. It's like, that's not really, you know, that's, it's something. Um, but it's not really like, you know, it's hard to call that like good match, like a good match. I don't know. Like it's, it feels like the kind of thing. And by the way, oh, let me, let me first say, let me say at least this. If you think Ronda Rousey is fucking great, but you think Enochiaism fucking sucks, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, is that not the same fucking thing? Listen, a shooter. I mean, if she becomes Fujita, then like you, you hit a 99th percentile outcome with her. <laughs> but like, you I did, mean, but like, it's the same fucking basic thing. Like, she's getting by entirely on her fucking shooter aura and like legitimately throwing people around. So if you think, well, actually, she probably has a lot in common with Josh Barnett. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But like, if you think Ronda Rousey is fucking great and you think Anoki isn't fucking sucks. Like, what are we... Like, it's the same fucking thing, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. So, no, I don't know. I have to point no. that out. I think she would be, like, a not very good shooter in, like, Enochiism era New Japan. That's what she comes up. Maybe that's why she doesn't impress me that much. Maybe I've seen enough yeah. shooters. I've seen enough shooters in pro wrestling to know, like, you can look really cool if you just, like, get to throw the other person around with, like, legit stuff. Yeah, it's she, actually a really easy, like... Thing to do, yeah. I mean, if you and, like you know, know how to do that shit. And I'm glad you brought up. Kaz- good. I'm glad you brought up Kaz Fujita because, like, that to me is like the next level of like the Enochiism slash like shooter type of guy. Where like you you do all this legit shit, 
but you also like have more of a like um like you do it, but you can also have like really good pro wrestling well, matches. Yeah, Fujita clearly knows how to like that's yeah. not fair because Fujita like, clearly you, knows how to work matches. That to me is like the top end of like the, the Inoki stick. Like I can enjoy a shooter who obviously does not know how to work and is just throwing people around. That can be fun. But like when they are when they keep that aura and at the same time and they and they hit people really hard and they really throw people around and they know how to work, like that is where like it hits like next level for me. And I haven't seen her do that yet. She no, has no. She doesn't know how to work yet. And, yeah. I, and I don't say that in a mean, like, a way to shit on her. It's like, oh, she's right. I'm just, ashes. All I'm saying is pump the brakes. She's no Cassie Gita yet. That's all I'm no. saying. If she ever so, becomes it, I'll. <laughs> that will be a she's very good. good yeah, very good outcome. But yeah, I don't know. I just watched. Um, I watched Fujita and Tanahashi again the other day. That's such a fucking great match. Like, oh my God. Have you ever seen that match? I have. Oh my uh, god! Where he just destroys Shibata is a classic. Yes, but the Fujita Tanahashi match where he just like where Tana tries to do all this fucking flying shit, and Fujita basically just like stuffs him and starts like throwing these knees. It's, oh, it's so good! And the entire crowd is so upset. It's just so good. It's like one of my favorite matches ever. But, it, but yeah, that Fujita Shibata match is awesome. Today. This is now the Enokiism podcast. We <laughs> how great it was. Yeah, it's Enokiism. I mean, a that live wasn't... review of um, Chono versus Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, there was some awesome. terrible shit from back then. Oh, yeah, listen. Listen, I'll defend it, but there are some... There are some really awful bullshit. Yeah. I mean, look, I, the, the funny thing is, though, like, like the Enochiism crew, quote-unquote, like, half of them, if you really, like, you know, probably tracked them down and told them to, like, don't do, don't give me the gimmick, like, let's just talk about it. I'm sure they would admit to you that some of that shit sucks. No, like, I mean I, I think it's it's widely held that like oh like 2001 to 2000 whatever five New Japan even among shoot style stuff is like not that great. Yeah, know? but there's still some I mean, really good like, stuff. Yeah, there's still great stuff. Yeah, like, what I think as, is like, as a run, I think it's in the lower end. Of when they when I feel like they over deliver they over defend it and over. Well, it's funny to send comments to people. <laughs> but also, like, I just think it's also just like when you've been te- like they've been trying to calmly tell people that like it's not as you know it's bad not as simple as it it's not as bad as you think it is, and the, the narrative is not as simple as uh-huh, and Doki like shooters and company almost die, but get oh save it like that's not it's really not like that simple, but. I mean, you know, you can, no one... I think technically Fujita still has uh, drawn more to the Tokyo Zone than any of the new generation. There you go. I mean, like, again, we don't know how accurate any of those numbers are or what percentage of them are paid, but for a technicality, we can still say it. So I'm just what I'm saying though is like I think they just got so tired of calmly explaining it, rationally explaining it, trying to explain that you know, you know, New Japan and like wrestling and mixed martial arts in Japan were the same thing. You know, the economy was doing badly. They felt like they had to do something to counter pride. Like, all this stuff that no one ever brings up as mitigating factors. And, you know, no one wants to hear that. So it's like, yeah, it's just something Kermit's deck. You know? It's much more fun. People get Did you? uh, There was one guy who, like, sent, like, an eight-tweet response to a Kermit picture trying to explain why they hate Nokia. How they threw it and how they don't like those matches. And then they just got another Kermit. (laughs) Oh god, I shouldn't laugh so hard. But it was so good. But yeah, I mean, folks, if someone is trying to troll you, this should be basic. 
fucking air that one on one. Somebody's sending you Muppet dick pictures. You don't need to seriously. Yeah, them. Muppet dick pictures do not need a serious response. They are fucking with you. Okay, it's time to to hit, close the Twitter browser. And I'm and sorry. I, uh, this guy was like saying he was. He, this guy was clearly old enough to have lived through watching Enochism matches. Yeah. So like, this isn't some like novice to the internet here. Yeah. It was really. It's just really bizarre to me when people treat. Well, anyway, the whole thing, you know, Bushido Warrior shout out, I guess. Bushido I, the, Warriors the, are real. The funniest thing was when I t- tweeted that guy. Like my funniest running with the Bushido Warriors when I tweeted that guy. Like, talk shit about Enochism at the the other Japanese wrestling panel Otakon last week. And like immediately I got like a million responses, like, you know, show them the current deck pack. Uh, oh God, like all of this shit, like just like, you know, I let, let me know the location. I'm coming with my samurai sword and like, <laughs> it was just great. But, uh, but yeah. It was, a pack of Bushido warriors is going to go destroy. Yeah. Basically that was, that was like the response. But yeah, I just thought it was so funny because that was right in the middle of like, the weekend where I think where Twitter was like really melting down about it. And like this guy who really, I don't think is like a big wrestling Twitter person. You know, I saw his Twitter afterwards. He's more like closer to normie Twitter than anything. He just happens to like Japanese wrestling and just happened to mention like very offhandedly, like, yeah, you know, there was that period of new Japan. They had all the shooters. It was really bad. And it almost killed the company. And then he moved on really quickly. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like trying so hard not to laugh because it really would not be appropriate to laugh. But like, it's so fucking funny that he just said that out of nowhere. I'm just like, I have to tweet about this. <laughs> but... Well, they're just lucky. It's a day. If people find his tweets, they're going to have pictures of Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh... All right. So let's get into the main event, the universal title. The, the Beast, Brock Lesnar, versus the big dog, Roman Reigns. Um, oh, God, this match. This, this is, like, is fucking fantastic. This was the peak of the WWE comedy. Yeah, no, this was like the... The thing is, WWE is bad at booking a lot of things because it's mostly they just do dumb shit and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's very clear that how this match was designed had to be pretty articulately laid out. Yeah, they, like... This was, like, the Rembrandt of, like ridiculous wrestling ridiculous wrestling and like hiding a guy that you know is gonna get booed and like trying to make sense out of why a guy why a giant monster wouldn't cash his briefcase now there was still something that made no sense here why the fuck did Braun Strowman come out and say okay we've established if this was before we established that you could cash in your running the bank on a match already taking place and turn it into a triple, into a triple threat match would have been fine but we've established you can do that you can yeah. so but and, Ron, and he also cut the promo saying that I'm not a coward. I'm not, coward. I'm not gonna run behind your back. But he's yeah, still he's, like, gonna, I'm not, but he's not a coward, but then why why is he waiting till the end of the match? Yeah. He's like, I'm not a coward. I'm gonna ca- tell you I cashing in. Like when he came out the entire crowd, and, and I'm sure everybody at home, I thought so. I was like, Oh, he's gonna cash in and there's gonna be a triple threat match. Yeah. Um, and I do think and I mean this was like listen. I'm gonna shit on what they do next, but like this is almost smart. The fact that it was clear if they if they went out there and had a straight one on one Roman and Brock match, it would have got no no reaction, or it would have got you both suck beach ball shit. Yeah. But as soon as Strowman came out there, who they obviously like, I, he was like the most over guy in the yeah, show. Probably fucking crazy when he came. Yeah. Of they instantly didn't care anymore that they had to watch another Roman and Brock match because they knew they were getting something with Strowman. So they were yeah. now into this. And they got nothing. <laughs> yeah, which is the best. Yeah. Part. 
But anyway, so he comes out and says, I'm not going to cash in. I'm not a coward. But then he decides, I'm going to wait until the match is over and challenge the winner instead of just cashing in and making it a triple threat match. So that was awesome. And it also made no sense. But uh, everything after that, why don't you take it away here? Because I know you really love this. Yeah. So I'm, I'll give the basic play by play here. The match starts. Roman Spears in like two or three times. But instead of kicking out, Brock immediately puts him into a guillotine choke. And then Roman power bombs him up from the guillotine choke. This part was all fine. It was a lot like the Mania match where they just kind of did like finisher spam. But so eventually they kind of stopped doing that after like two minutes. And Brock rolls to the outside, picks up a chair, or and starts beating the shit out of Braun Strowman on the side, effectively stopping him from cashing in. Braun gets literally no offense on Brock. Then Brock takes the uh, briefcase and throws it up the ramp. He hits the screen, and he broke the screen, you can tell for a second, because it, like, stops playing (laughs) the colors. Yeah. So, and then Braun is just completely out of it, basically getting huge heat for stopping the Braun thing. Then Brock rolls back into the ring. He's busy staring, basically, like, happy with destroying Braun, and Roman spears him from the back. Yep. I I cackled. I was fucking dying. That I've ever cackled. After four fucking years of Brock and Roman. Roman's big win was a WWE distraction finish. Yeah, and it but was... I mean, so Braun is like the most over guy on this show. They made him look like a complete geek and he got bitched out by Brock who he's never getting a win back over because Brock's probably leaving. Yeah. So Roman, after basically three three years of being owed this win, he couldn't get it remotely clean and he, the only way he got it was a cheap distraction finish. And, of course, the only one who actually got over here was Brock, who beat up the most popular guy in the company, who lost on a banana peel win, which he kicked out immediately. After <laughs> yes! Yes! He was like, I'm going to make this motherfucker look like the biggest dork. Yeah, but so yeah. again, they managed to book a match that made the most popular guy in their show look like shit. It gave the baby face who has been at this guy for literally for years without getting the win. And yeah, it made four him years. just look like it, it made it look like the cheapest fluke win they could like, it was Ray Mysterio, it was Ray Mysterio beating Kevin Nash. Like yeah. that level. No, yeah. it was. And then Brock just walks out like nothing happens. Like there wasn't any real damage. And if he didn't get him out of surprise, he would have he would have kept going easily. Yeah. So the only person this match did anything for was the guy who was probably walking out. Yep. It was booked this to make fucking art. Yeah, like they and they, they didn't did... stumble into it. They had to lay all of this out clearly. They did something on purpose to make their guy, their two main roster people, look as dumb as fucking possible, and make the the part timer who's gonna go probably probably lose a UFC fight look like the biggest star and the biggest badass and so much better than everybody on the company. I mean, I'm still really surprised that they resisted the urge to go do WWE versus UFC champion. The only thing I, I did, can think I of, didn't know, think Vince was going to happen in him. Someone must have finally told Vince, Vince, he has no chance. Not the even only that. Thing I, can think of. I think they must have realized, wait, fuck, we actually kind of need this belt to carry the show right now. <laughs> I really think someone told Vince that he's going to lose. But yeah, no, that's why I don't. I don't know. I, I think he would. I don't think Vince gives a shit if he loses. I really think just the idea that, or maybe Dana White literally told him like, "Yeah, we're not billing the fight as that." Oh yeah, maybe. 
like maybe yeah. something like that or brock was just refusing to lose the whole time and they finally found a finish stupid enough that appeased him no no no, no, no because he wanted to, he was mad when they when they put roman over at wrestlemania yeah like he, so. he was fur- he was furious so so wait he was mad that he was mad when he lost. beat roman i mean yeah he was oh, mad so he, he didn't want to be champion anymore oh okay like he threw the belt or something backstage I mean, I that might have been at work or something. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> that. I don't know. But maybe, yeah, maybe it was a Brock issue where they couldn't figure out a finish that made him happy, and they finally got him to agree to something just to get it off of him. <laughs> I've always heard he doesn't really give a shit. Like I've always heard if you pay him, he'll fucking lose. He doesn't really care. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I, I don't um, know the inner workings of Brock here. Yeah, or maybe actually, it's really just how maybe that's I think really Vince, just how they see Brock. There is yeah, there is something in that in Vince in that company that sees Brock as the only star. Well, because he's the guy who won it. Huh? Vince Vince goes insane for the idea that ESPN and places like that talk about them, and Brock is the only guy who gets them to talk about them like semi seriously. Yeah, and because so Brock love, is so he loves him for that reason. Yeah, and because Brock left the company and did it on his own. You know, who the fuck, who else in this fucking geek ass company has ever left this company and done anything? You know, Batista. That's it. That's the only guy that I won't go back. Yeah. So, I like, think he'll go back. Well, maybe he will. Eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But, like, nobody there was that whole story that they were in talks and they completely ghosted oh, him. <laughs> they have the entire yeah. woman. Okay. I have to cut it again for a raw update. So they just cut to the ring. They have the women's title on resting on a pillow in the ring. And they had the entire Raw Women's Division on the fucking floor, like complete dorks, to stand there and watch Ronda's coronation. It's, that is so awesome. Now Stephanie's gonna come out. Is she wearing like, the makeup again? I don't know. She's not out yet. Okay. So they all have to, they cut back to the ring. Everyone in the division is surrounding the ring like a fucking dipshit, and they're just like waiting there. They're all, none of them got an entrance. They're just waiting there when it came back on. And now Stephanie's coming out here to look 10 feet tall in her fucking giant heels. And now Ronda's going to come out and, like, have, they're going to have the big coronation. So there you go. <laughs> now they're all clapping for Steph. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so awesome. This shit uh, fucking rocks. Yeah. It's like, you little fucking geek girls, stand there and come see your new queen. <laughs> this company. Oh, I love this company. But yeah. Right, so yeah, back to Brock and Roman again. Like this was like the amount of work you had to do to get Roman a one-off pop. That I mean, you said you watched it, and he just got mercilessly booed again at the start. Yeah, right? at the start of Raw, he got just he the, the, the crowd hated him. So they got a one-off pop for Roman. They made Strowman look like an idiot, and they really just put Brock over. Yeah. Was this yeah. like Vince's final crusade? Like. I'm gonna get you to cheer the Roman. Line. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna do it. Like, was this him? Pre- I mean, look, he succeeded. He I mean, did. God, God bless the guy. He succeeded. No, you're that saying. Does he not give a shit about the long term Roman pop? He just wanted to take one final W over the marks. Like, I guess that, so. That's guess what so. it's got to be. Because he got the. He did get the W. Got no, it. He got it. Yeah, he decisively yeah, got it. He, he tricked those him. people into cheering Roman. Yeah. So I mean, the people probably thought they were about to get a cash in. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> although I don't know why you would. It looked like they yeah. Braun looked destroyed. I don't know. Yeah, I they, knew the Braun, like, this is the same guy who used to climb out of rubble every time they threw him in a trash compactor, and you heard like grinding noises of his. And that's boat not. Feet. That's not Brock. Okay. Okay. They don't care about that stuff, but they'll. I get, Brock. I'm, just, 
I'm saying from the fans' perspective, like this this man survived being thrown in the trash compactor and murdered. I thought I think it wasn't like that unreasonable to expect he would get back up. I don't so. know when you saw, when you saw Roman get the pen. Did you think that was it? Yes. Same. But I'm That's saying why. someone there. It wouldn't shock if the live crowd still like held it's out. Like they were getting something else. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see that. I don't know. At least I thought it was because I thought like, why the fuck would they bother having Brock do all that if it wasn't? But yeah, look, we're getting away from that. Is true. Vince gets his W. But just the fact that for a four-year story, do you remember like like fucking Frey and all those people before going to WrestleMania were like, it's the story, the four-year journey of Roman Reign. Like they were like, oh, it's such a great story. It's been built so well. How dare these fans not cheer for this match after all this build? And then the, the payoff finally, Roman's big win was Brock was distracted, kicking another man's ass. Took one spear when he turned around, kicked out of three. That was Roman's big moment. It's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It like I don't, I did see Pete. Like I saw a lot of people on my feed who like liked Roman, like happy over this. Yeah. And I don't understand that because I don't think you could have made this any less meaningful. Yeah, I guess it's, like- I think there's a lot of people who are just happy it's finally off Brock, which I get because it, it seemed pretty clear just by watching it. Like the actual fans don't see Brock as a special thing anymore. Yeah. So if he only shows up like once people, every three months and nobody cares, he has no real use to him. Yeah, the, at least get the belt off him. The so the the Brock, um, it, it's really funny because like the people who don't watch WWE that much, they actually still do view, um, you know, more of those people view Brock as special still. I I don't know if you've noticed that, but like yeah. if it does feel like those people do view him as special, but like. The the rest of the people, like the people who actually watch WWE all the time, they do not view him as special. So, no. Yeah, I just want to look up the Brock Lesnar. That's been a WWE fan. They really oh support, my God. like so, hating part-timers. So Universal title, do you want to guess the Universal title's rating on Cage Vatch? Uh, I'm going to guess 3.7. That was really close, 3.27. Okay. So you're a little over. So let's let's go through this Brock Lesnar title right really quickly. April second, twenty seventeen, Brock beats Goldberg in four forty five. That was awesome. Yeah, the Goldberg match rules. Yeah, that's all the one good thing here. September 9th, twenty seventeen, beats Bro- Samoa Joe in six minutes. That was not very yeah, good. That wasn't a good match. August twentieth, the fatal four way. I think that's super overrated. It was it was like a three and three quarter star match, but like I thought that was four. I thought that was pretty yeah. Good. Like I, I saw a lot of like four and a half plus. Um, September 24th, No Mercy, Brock and Braun. That's one of the most disappointing matches of all time, I think. Yeah, I mean, people were terrible. so hyped for that. That was awful. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be very good. I don't I know. know. A lot I of guess... people were really into it. I don't know. I think um, people really, people are clearly really into Braun to the point yeah. that they might have forgot that Brock isn't going to let him work anything but the Brock match. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he just is not the kind of guy who should work the Brock match. January 28th, the triple threat of Braun and Kane. That was so awful. Yeah, that was horrible. That was really terrible. April 8th, WrestleMania 34, Brock and Roman. Just one of the most hilarious match, but really, really terrible. Um, April 27th, the Gurr. I'd never seen it, but I I, I don't think it's very good. I've heard it's I've heard it's very bad, and the finish yeah. like almost scribbled both of them. Yeah, the finish looked really awful. Either, so I can't say. Um, August 19th, SummerSlam. Roman Brock, six minutes long. 
That was it was really funny. I gave uh, it four I, and a half. <laughs> that's something, but I wouldn't go half. I gave it three. Listen, stars. I don't I don't know if I listen, there's been better matches, but there's under twenty matches I think I've enjoyed more than that. But here's my here's my question. From the purest like standpoint of how much I enjoyed it, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. <laughs> for for a, a title reign of um, sixteen months, basically, like when you look at that's the entire reign, is that one of the worst reigns of all time? I mean, you also have to consider the only person that it's longer than that. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, I know because. Gold didn't Goldberg get it? No, Goldberg beat Owen. Oh, okay. I thought Goldberg got it off Brock, and then they gave it back. It just feels like Brock has been champion forever because he had that really long WWE title reign right before that. It, well, yeah, because it was up to thirty-one, then Rollins lost it, yeah. and then I think didn't Rollins get hurt and Owens won it, and then yeah. they did that. Well, no, 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 that's that. a different title now. Oh, okay. <laughs> they switched but, over the titles. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's not a good run. I, I get why people just want the belt off of it. So I get why they're happy in that regard. I think it's a historically bad title reign. Yeah, but like it's if like, you're a Roman fan, happy he finally got his moment, I don't get that because I don't think they could have made the moment shittier than they actually did without just going full dick punch, heel man, Heyman turn, foreign object, you know? Yeah. I don't think they could have made the moment any less meaningful without doing something like that. And even then, it probably would have been a little more meaningful because at least it would have been like a turn and a character change as yeah. opposed to just a fluke. So? <laughs> it was um, hilarious. It's the funniest fucking shit. It is really hilarious. But it rules. Look, I, under- I understand if you're a huge Roman Reigns fan why, after all this time... Maybe you can overlook how stupid the win was to just say, look, he's champion. And finally, at least he's finally champion. Yeah, and he finally so- got his moment. And I think there's people who think the guy's gotten a lot of shit, so he just deserved it. Yeah, I can I fine. can I can understand that feeling. But like as far as like um, you know, thinking it's legitimately great. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, it's really great, but I guess we have different definitions on great. <laughs> no, thinking like it's a great win for Roman. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's SummerSlam, folks. Look, it was. It's either this or the Royal Rumble for best show of the year. I would go for WWE show, obviously. I would go Royal Rumble, I guess, but it is really close. No, this was like a mostly watchable show. Yeah, I really like this this it. year. Like as far as the rest of the year goes, um, I know Ronda's now putting Stephanie in armbar for some reason. Um, <laughs> I guess she's. I, I'd laugh so hard if like she gets stripped the title or something. Now that'd be fu- so fucking funny. That would be incredible. But, but yeah, I mean that that's of course they're gonna do that. Why wouldn't they? Um, but yeah, so like as far as um, the the show overall, I mean, look, it had one match I thought was outstanding. It had one match that, you know, a, b- a bunch of stuff I thought was really fucking funny. The the Samoa Joe, I'm going to cuck your wife, and AJ's response being, I'm going to do a test of strength. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, the main event finish was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, there's some really fucking funny shit in this show. There was entertainment on this. Though. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, at this point, to me, one outstanding match and some really hilarious, terrible shit is like the best case scenario for WWE show at this point. Yeah, so that's a good way to put it. 
yeah, it was definitely, it, I definitely expected a lot worse. And I think mostly because, you know, the stuff that was bad was funny bad. And there was really one, I thought, outstanding match in the show. So it was good. Good show. Um, I'm certainly not going to watch all of Hell in a Cell or anything. No, this will be, this will definitely be my last WWE viewing for this year. Yeah. Like, I, I if, if it comes down to me, like, I might turn on, like, a match here or there. That's pretty much how I usually do it. Or, like, watch an hour of a show. But I watched this full show because people, like, sent me all these messages, like, begging me to. Yeah, but, I watched it because, like, life plans collapsed and this seemed like appropriate punishment. Honestly, <laughs> it really wasn't punishing. I, like, mostly enjoyed watching this. So yeah, I really thought I was going to come on here and get to, like, go full angry, and I didn't get that. So I'm sorry. Yeah. To all yeah. I mean, I'm sure people thought it was going to be more of a burial for me, too. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this was hyped as something, and I don't think we really delivered. Yeah, because, I mean, look, I, I could have come in here and lied, I guess, but I had a good time. Yeah, I had a good time. I liked the show. Um, they're still a terrible company. You should still not give them any money. Uh, <laughs> they, they still fucking suck. But, you know, they put on a good show. Good for them. I'm not even sure it was good, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny, fun, I guess. It was entertaining. Gargano, Gargano and Champa, though. So, yeah, you, so you watch the. I didn't watch these, so I'll let you take through them. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk a lot about TakeOver because I only saw two matches. But yeah, Gargano and Ciampa was like the worst fucking shit. Like that was worse than almost every single match on SummerSlam. And like, I just don't understand anymore. Like what the people who love yeah, that I do match. not understand what the people watching it are like really nuts into. I don't like, like, like remember we were talking about like the Ms. Bryan match had like subtlety to what they were doing. Yeah. And like there was, there was like obviously storytelling and drama and stuff that you know made sense, but it wasn't like hammy or stupid. And that's coming from the Miz, who I don't like be- mostly because I think he's just a giant cornball. Yeah. But like, it, if if you compare the like these Gargano Champa matches to that, it's like night and day. Which one is better done? You know? Yeah. Like Gargano Champa. Look, it, we've hit the point now where. WWE has so broken so many people's brains that a match in a feud, a series of matches in a feud, where the stuff like makes logical sense, like that's it. That's the only qualification to be good. It doesn't matter if it's overwrought. It doesn't matter if it's super fucking hammy. It doesn't matter if the actual wrestling quality is really any that good. Like so, most of this match, like I saw someone on Twitter be like, um, "This is a." This was like a WWF hardcore match from 1998 that thinks it's like a fucking like Flair Steamboat. It's like most of this match would have been like laughed laughed out of the fucking building like even ten years ago. It's just there's nothing there. There's no there there. It's just two guys having slow fucking brawls, doing weapon spots, staring at their fucking hands, and moving up moving around the ring pulling the fucking ring boards up or whatever um for eternity for really for really long matches these matches are like the matches wwe fans like and i mean a very specific kind of wwe fan here really wanted steen and generico to have that they were never gonna have because they're above doing it yeah it's like that's what these matches are i mean like i'm into the comedy every time now of 
Gargano doing how, the how am I so funny? Oh, yeah, I, I, I so, can't wait for people to post gifts of like the reaction faces and shit because they're incredible. Yeah. Um, how am I so violent? <laughs> how am I so violent? Um, but yeah, by the way, if you're if you're wondering if uh, the SmackDown Live is moving tickets, I just got a TV ad for tickets tomorrow, so I guess they're not moving that. Oh, well. They're doing they're doing a really quadruple shot in New York. Yeah. Okay. Where are they doing it? Doing white? No, it's Barclays again. Barclays again. Jeez. Yeah. No wonder it's not moving tickets. Yeah. I mean, like, if the tickets start twenty dollars, it's like maybe if you give me twenty dollars, I might show up. Probably. I mean, I know the scalper tickets for SummerSlam were dropping like thirty-five bucks the day before. Yeah. So doesn't surprise me. They uh, and again, and have you seen how much the all-in tickets are? I have not. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's fucking disgusting, actually. It, so it's like the the scalper demand was real on it. Like yeah. I know I know there was like, a little bit. Not of... enough, not a lot of people scalped them basically. So like oh, no, I, have, yeah. I I have thought long and hard about selling my third row tickets because I could get a lot of money for them, but I couldn't talk my friend out of like not going. Okay, I mean you got like, you got to work on it if you can make that much money. <laughs> yeah, I could get like eight hundred dollars probably. Jesus. But... I know. So, yeah, I mean, I be. I remember there was a ton of talk on that. Like when, like as soon as it sold out, that it like got weirdly scalped or something. Yeah. Nothing came of that afterwards. Yeah, there's yeah. like almost no no tickets. That was kind of just people looking the shit on it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about what gets scalped, it's fucking WWE. Yeah, and, and I don't think I don't think, think get scalped. I don't think MSG got, really got scalped that badly either. I think it's only like. I don't know, maybe a little more than all in, but I don't think it's much as WWE. But I could be wrong on that. I haven't looked in a little while. Um, but yeah, so back to what, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, the Hell of a Violent Face. <laughs> oh yeah, go, How Much a Violent Face match. Yeah, I mean, I might give that like a star. Like I thought it was the worst of their, of their matches so far by a fucking mile, and I have not liked any of their matches. So now and here's the a finish... real challenge. Which is worse, that match or Kenny versus Cody from the Moo Palace? Oh, God. That is really tough. I think I have to go with the Gargano Champa because Jesus. because the finish was so bad. Like that's the reason. Hilarious. But but that okay. But it's a fucking serious last man standing match in a fucking blood feud, and the finish was a man running off the stage like he's fucking <laughs> Wiley Coyote. <laughs> I mean, look, if, if you wanted me to rate it on, like, comedy scale, that wins by a mile. But, like, I'm trying to seriously decide what match is better. I guess I have to go with Kenny and Cody. God. Because at least, like, that finish was just Kenny hitting his move and pinning him. Like, that probably puts it that probably puts it over the top. Because, Jesus Christ, that Gargano Ciampa. I mean, I probably put the other two Gargano Ciampa matches above Kenny Cody. But yeah, I, saw the, I saw the Mania Week one, and I thought it was just terrible. I don't know. Well, what would you put, that or Kenny Cody? That, still. Okay, by yeah. a long shot, too. Okay. And by terrible, I'm saying like two and a half stars. Kenny okay. and Cody. Like, I say this completely serious. Like, Kenny and Cody is the lowest moment of this era of New Japan. <laughs> yeah, it was so terrible. Like, we were talking about Chono versus Hogan before and how yeah. that era had its lulls. Like, that is the Chono versus Hogan of this generation. Yeah, that was Chono versus Joni Lar or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I put Gargano Champ on this last one below Kenny Cody. The finish is just there was nothing of redeeming value up until that finish, and that finish was so fucking stupid. So like it just it was like it was like a parody 
it was like a parody of a WWE like blood feud last fan standing match. And then they did the dumbest finish possible. So I mean, again, I laughed my ass off the first time I saw it on Twitter before I watched the actual match. But like, Oh, when I saw, when I saw the Twitter gif, I was howling. I could not believe that was the finish. I was like, is that really the fucking finish? There is no way that's the finish. But anyway, the second best match of the weekend, Shayna Baszler and uh, Carrie Sane. I went four and a quarter on it. That was really awesome. Definitely worth going out of your way to say. So that was the other NXT TakeOver match I watched. She's another one that, like, when she was on the indies, like, I thought I did not think she was good. And I know the NXT gets criticized a lot because people don't get better. But I do think she has got, like, she's very, very good now, Baszler. Yeah, and I, I, I want to see her do it in WWE, the main roster, because... Oh, she won't do it on the main roster. Nobody <laughs> the NXT, does it on the main roster. The NXT I don't guys, want to take that away from her. I understand, but the NXT guys, from what I understand, like, the NXT guys and girls... They rehearse these matches like a thousand times. They do, but even there's a certain level of that even with the rehearsal, like I, yeah, I you're guess not I, you're either good just, or you're not. You I can say, project I it think, well or you can't. I think Shana if I think like stardom Shana Baszler, you know, if she got the chance to rehearse her matches five hundred times, she probably would have been about this good. The thing is, I think she has uh I, I think she's figured out like the presence and the charisma parts of it now too. Yeah, maybe. I, I thought know. she had and your I presence, did, though. I, I, what? I thought she had presence in stardom. I don't know. I didn't really think she did. I don't know. I really didn't think, I thought. I really thought she was, for somebody who was, like, a real shooter, she just kind of felt like she was there, you know? Yeah, maybe. But anyway, but back to Carrie Sane and, uh, and Shanna Baszler. Definitely watch that match if you haven't seen it. That's probably the only other match other than Brian and The Miz that I would say is, like, must-watch for this weekend. But I didn't watch the rest of TakeOver, right? I probably will eventually. I just, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, Adam Cole and Ricochet." I was like, "I just don't." I'm not. I will not watch Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Fuck! You could tell me they had a six star fucking match, and I don't know if I want to watch that. It's just so fucking. I hate Adam Cole. So, like, there's no one in this comp in this company that I rejoice more when they got signed than Adam Cole. I was like, "Thank you." Vince McMahon, you have done me an enormous favor today by getting Adam Cole the fuck away from New Japan. Thank you so much. Because there so. was like always <laughs> a real threat of him. Uh, yeah, there was like always a real threat of like Adam Cole getting a G1 run or something. He was going to be a Fubuketti. That was the plan. Did you not know yeah. this? No, like I had no Cole, idea. If Cole had not gotten signed, instead of Kenny Cody, we were getting Kenny and Adam Cole. That was the plan. So, like Cody, Cody I was mean, playing. Cody was playing. I actually prefer Cody to somebody. That I might, that might actually be better. Like, can you, like, like Cole and his fucking faces, Kenny and his fucking faces. That would be so hideous. That I would just, imagine the gifts that would come out of that. Would have been just as bad as Kenny and uh, Kenny and Cody at the. Very I think it might. The thing is, Kenny and Cody wasn't even funny. It was just bad. That is true. That is yeah, true. that's the thing. Like Cole, Kenny could have been funny. That is true, but yeah, I definitely do not miss him. I'm glad he no. like they never did a they never did me a bigger favor than when they signed Adam Cole. So, I'm trying to think who else they could sign that I would like rejoice. Um, we're getting closer, Kenny, at this point. <laughs> I I feel like that's still a little bit of an overstatement, but like I don't know. I'm not. I'm at the point where they could sign Kenny on January 30th, whenever I'd be like, all right, <laughs> basically be my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I don't okay. Know. I wouldn't care. I'd, yeah. But I'd way I mean I'd way rather them sign Skrull and Osprey than I would Kenny. Like I, I I really can stomach Kenny as long as he doesn't get in there with the wrong person. I can yeah. stomach him too, but and and he does have he occasionally like hits it really out of the park. Although like, if, the, if the dome match is another Okada Omega, I'll be. Like, I know I'm gonna yeah, fucking like jump to, off. It's time to go. I'm gonna jump off a belt if it's Okada Omega again. Oh god, and I like this last match a lot actually, but I just don't ever need to see it again. And I mean, this but there's plenty of matches that like I like that I don't want to watch again. You know? Yeah. Like, I liked that Ms. Bryan match, but I have no desire. I will not watch a second one if they do it. I don't care to seek it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially if it's like Hell in a Cell. It's got, it's not going to play in the streams. No, but yeah. those. But like, so I don't even think it's like a damning thing I know, that I don't want to see a match again. Sometimes it's just, I, you know, I got my fix. Um, But yeah, so Kenny and... Um, but I, I don't know if Kenny goes to NXT. I, I keep thinking about. I don't like, think he'll go to NXT. I don't think he will. Like they, would, really... they would have to pay him main roster money to sign him. But but they pay Shinsuke main roster money. And they still put him in NXT. I feel like he has an ego thing, though. I, I don't think. Yeah, Shin- well, I do possible. not think Shinsuke gave a shit as long as he got his. Well, money. okay, that is possible. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if Kenny goes to NXT and has like a long feud with Johnny Gargano, like just I cannot wait. I would die laughing at the, the faces. The faces. The how am I so violent face versus the Kenny? I just booked a pedophile face. <laughs> how am I so violent versus? Um, oh no! This is this fucking uh, armbar hurts like two minutes of the match is the most excruciating thing any human being has ever felt. <laughs> it's just oh, I can't wait. I would I would die laughing at some Kenny Gargano action, but. Um, the, and like the WWE camera just keep getting closer and closer and closer. Like I, I had a tweet like that. It was like the, the the camera just keep going in and in and on both of their faces until like the cameraman like knocks over Johnny Gargano by <laughs> and Kenny just falls on top and pins him. And that would be the finish. Like like they're just gonna come up with dumber and dumber ways for for Gargano to lose these matches. Oh, I love this company. It's so like it's so good. It's so good. It's so it's so fucking terrible that it's actually like when when they're like when they're doing shit like having a man run <laughs> off the stage. Oh, I'm just yeah, like, who's way. figuring this shit out? <laughs> who is who thought that idea up? Oh, like I just want to see Johnny's face when they're like, okay, you're he Gargan or Chubb is gonna be here. You're gonna be here. And you're gonna run at the motherfucker as fast as you can, but at the last second he's gonna kind of move, and you're gonna go flying off the stage. <laughs> you're gonna hit your knee, and you're not gonna be able to stand. And that's the finish. Like I just want to see Johnny's face. I want to see his face when he was told the finish was running off the stage. I can just Here's imagine because we figured out he's a name searcher still. Yeah, because he's been he's been blocking people making fun of the faces. <laughs> But I'm just imagining him going up to fucking Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like, please don't make me do the face. I keep getting roasted for him. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We got something way better for you. But he still did the face. And then they tell him he's jumping off the stage and getting knocked out. Oh, my God. It's like this company is like an elaborate rib a lot of the time. And that's awesome. Like, wrestling is fucking stupid. Just... Just do the stupid shit. Who cares? You're gonna make your billion dollars. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, exactly. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. The, I mean, like, I NXT, wish NXT. Even in a normal world, like NXT is completely incapable of ever turning a profit. Yeah. 
Like, they're spending way more money. Look, if they, I'd be honest with you, the only thing that really makes me hate them is the oversigning stuff. If they, yeah, I mean, I don't, if they just existed in a bubble, like, yeah, would, if they stopped, just... if they stopped signing every goddamn person on the planet and just let other companies like exist, I would have really no problem with them. The only thing I hate them for is this idea that they have to sign everybody under the sun and, um, you know, never release anybody either, which is yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, the Indies, like, they actually need people to get signed just to clear it out from getting st- stale. Yeah. Like, You're supposed to put people back. Literally, yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to refill it and not take literally everyone before they even get their big runs. Like, like Chris, like, look, like, 10 years ago, whatever, Cassie Serna doesn't work out, so he goes back and he has this crazy run as Chris Hero again and Evolve and all that, that will never happen again. No. They're never, never doing that again. That. They are never Unless, releasing. The only people you're getting are like Cody type guys who just get mad and quit. And those yeah. guys all suck. Yeah. Do you want to watch a Ziggler, <laughs> Zack Ryder indie run? Yeah. I mean, like, so if they just stop the oversigning shit, I really have no problem with them. They would Although stop I do think the 205 roster gets gutted sooner than later. I hope so. Yeah, I, I do think that one kind of... Those people need – they need to – I mean, I shouldn't say I hope they lose their jobs, but <laughs> the Indies need some fucking people. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine those are the people that – so I do think they're going to end up releasing someone anyway, but even half of them they'll still probably just throw on the Florida loop. Yeah. Oh, just have them say, you're on main event now. Main event's yeah. now three hours every week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, But I do think you're going to get some – Like, I think TJP might come back to us, unfortunately. Oh, thank, thank God. I've been counting down the fucking days for that one. But yeah, so like if WWE would not sign everybody under the sun, I really have no problem with them. They just want to fucking make complete asses out of professional wrestling and do the dumbest possible shit. That's pretty funny. I have no problem with that, okay? They can do whatever the fuck they want with their money and with their billion dollars. You know, Vince McMahon thinks this shit is funny. Good for Vince McMahon. I just wish they would let, they would be a little more like live and let live about the rest of the wrestling. But yeah, they're never going to be. So that's the big downside, obviously. So yeah, what are you, you going to just stuck with them existing yeah. like they do? Uh, but okay, let's get to the questions. We did get a bunch. Did we? Um, I didn't know what we got. So I hope I go. hope they didn't ask us to break down WWE booking. <laughs> uh, actually, we didn't get that. We got a few. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to find them, and I can't seem to find them. Did nobody like tag us? Okay, here we go. Um, at Mongo underscore Murray, where does John Boy fucking up his knee by running off the stage rank in the history of stupid things done by a baby face? Very high. Yeah. Like, what's higher? I don't know. Maybe maybe like all the time Sting thought people were not going to turn on him. Yeah, I mean, like, but has there ever been like a single act as funny as this one? Because I can't think of one, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling and I'm trying. I mean, Sting really did let everyone on the sun turn on him for like a decade. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty stupid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think anything like any one single action. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I really can't think of anything. Because it was so, so bad. Um, at Cam is like, what band would Constable Corbin be a bassist for? Mudvayne. <laughs> I was gonna I mean, say I like that one, and I thought about it. Mudvayne. Yeah, that's probably a good answer. Um, at Lu Tang Secret, longtime listener, 
can I get a deep dive into the WWE Glam Squad conspiracy? Does Ronda really have her own hair and makeup team? Do they have favorites? I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I know nothing about this. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, big dog energy. I can't. Really yeah, know. I got nothing for you here. But the makeup looked funny. If that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I mean that that Lady J person who like tweeted out the comparison. Oh, and she's been uh, deleted that. I'm like, to Nakano. I saw someone just tweet out like. Deleting a tweet is free. Like hours later, like why do you still have that up? Yeah, why do you want to keep inviting people in? To just and she was like freaking out because someone told her to kill herself or something. Which you know, no one, well, you no one should be doing. No one should be doing that. Tweet. But like, just delete the fucking tweet. Like it's so yeah. stupid. I mean, unless you want to see Kermit's. Yeah, know? like I don't understand. Unless you enjoy seeing the Kermit dick show up in your mentions. Like if I tweeted something incredibly stupid that everybody was roasting me for. I think I'd probably just delete it. I don't think I was even I up mute, there. I mute any tweet that gives me more than like 20 favorites, though. Because <laughs> I get annoyed. Uh, at, when I'm trying to play my One Piece game. <laughs> at Jamala James. I, I, I actually have... So you have notifications on, I guess. Yeah. I just... I turned mine off a long time ago. Oh, I keep mine. I don't get... Like, I think you have a lot more. I only have like 400 followers. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't actually I like, get that. Sometimes, other than like the same 30, 40 people over and over. Sometime after I crossed like a thousand, I think was when it was like, yeah, I really can't like have my phone popping up every time. Yeah, I used I used to have a few thousand on my old account, and that one, like, it just got to the point I couldn't read it. Yeah. So, all right. So at Jamala Jones, what Noah match did Trent Seven watch that made him think he was Masawa and Kobashi for a night? I actually have no idea what he's talking about because I didn't. Yeah, watch I didn't that watch, yeah, I didn't watch um, this either. But I heard any he chance like, to point out that Trent Seven is a six-second bitch? I will take. I I thought it was funny that he apparently he did use like a uh, an Emerald Frozen as a transition move. So good for him. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> is that better but, than Mike Logan yeah, getting what, two counts on burning not, hammers? Is that funnier not, than Elgin getting two counts on burning him? It's probably about as funny. So, um, do you know what they're promoting? Do you know what they're promoting for SmackDown tomorrow? I have no idea. Do you know what they're promoting? Uh, They just ran a commercial, so let me just tell you: Randy Orton, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. Hell yeah! Uh, The Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day in a no DQ title match because I guess they're just going to get to use their hammers and very special interviews with Becky Lynch and AJ Styles. All right, so. so you know what? I'm in on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy <laughs> tickets right now. Starting with twenty dollars, I'm in. Let's do it. Are you really gonna? Go? No. no. Okay. Because like they're gonna ask AJ Styles like, D- "What do you think about Joe wanting to fuck your wife?" And he's gonna, and he's be, gonna like, be like, "Oh, I want to put him in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> I want chest his strength. <laughs> that really makes you want to test. And the other thing, why would AJ Styles? Okay, now I'm, I'm overthinking this. I'm not going that far. <laughs> No, just tell me what you're going to say. So why would AJ Styles want to initiate a test of strength with a guy who's like <laughs> obviously visually like twice his size? Yeah, this no. very strong looking man who wants to fuck my wife. Let's test strength, brother. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I think he won the test of strength, too. <laughs> fuck this family. Uh, um, at Jamala Jones. Oh, we already asked that, actually. But yes, Jamala, I don't know what match you watched. Maybe he listened to the award winning Omakase Noah retrospective and followed us along i don't know uh that was last week not but everybody like do you, do you know what happened on that did you hear that episode or no i have not I've been okay no neither did anybody else all right neither did anybody else because 
um, like I got I got all these fucking things in the, um, you know, what's it called? In, in that sur- survey I did telling me, you know what people wanted really badly, according to the survey? They wanted, no, they wanted Noah talk and they wanted historical episodes because I got Whoa. so many people. They must people, just really want to talk Nakajima. But no, but do you know? And that in that show last week, like, did our worst numbers in like a month or something. <laughs> so it's like it turns out people don't actually want. Don't take a person. I've listened to like not no podcasts in the past. Oh no, it's fine. No, dude, it's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying our numbers are really bad, and um, so people basically it's one of those things where like the promoters famously will not book the babyface versus babyface matches the fans tell them they want. It's the same thing apparently. Don't actually yeah. book the historical Noah episodes. The survey people tell you they want but i mean look we still i mean you know we did good but we didn't do our normal like numbers did you do this better show, than the czw episode i was on um i think we did do better than the czw want to talk like, about kenta kobashi than they do sozio the czw show is i think like our second least listened to episode. you told me we did pretty good after we did it yeah but we've had a lot of episodes that have passed it since then so. okay i mean at least it was a while ago yeah um but yeah, more people want to hear about Kobashi than than Shoujiyo, it's true. I don't blame them. Um, okay, so uh, at Weed Mouse, favorite fantasy book your dream gorillas del ring stable. All right, so gorilla, do you have I ever explained cranio to you? Do you know who cranio you have, is? Yes. Okay, so cranio I, I has now excuse you. I've seen cranio live. Okay, so cranio has now started a stable where they come out to the ring in gorilla suits doing Gangnam style. That's awesome. Yeah, so I thought long and hard about this. My dream trio, it is Cranio, Mr. Niabla, and Togi Magabe. All right. <laughs> That's pretty do you have good. A dream? Yeah, do you have a dream yeah. two wrestlers you could see walk out in gorilla suits doing Gundam style? Um, I really want Taiji Ishimori for some reason. I just think that the size contrast would be funny, and he, he I think he would do a really good Gundam style. And I mean, yeah, he can definitely do some Gundam style. And then, like, I want someone who really cannot dance at all. So let me see. I want to see Kenny Omega out there. Like, let's see Kenny doing Gotham style in a gorilla suit. But I feel like he'd have it up too much. Yeah, he'd revel. Hey. I think I may, you're some, right. He'd be too into it. Maybe like yeah. Cody. Yeah, because Cody does not want to do Gotham style. Yeah, maybe like Cody would hate it. Let's do Cody. Um, okay, so at HP Joker, if one wears a CMLL booking cap, do they become the booker? No. That's not how the hat works. Okay. Uh, at Funky Ass DG, can you discuss the show's cameo? <laughs> oh, Wildly Despised Instagram figure. Oh, the show's cameo from Wildly Despised Instagram figure, the fat Jew. Yes, I, don't I don't know if you noticed, but there's, there's basically this Instagram comedian that literally does nothing but steal Twitter jokes without posting the username, and everybody hates him. His name's The Fat Joe. And he was in the front row, and you kept getting pictures of him behind AJ Styles. Oh. So, yeah, if you want some real deep lore, somehow somebody comped The Fat Jew front row tickets to SummerSlam here. That's something. It is. Um, at, tra- um, at Travis Zick... Uh, what the hell is with all the fuck finishes and squashes of SummerSlam? Um, they do fuck finishes every show. Yeah, this is just what they do. They the squashes, only do fuck finishes. They we talked about the finishes. we talked about the squashes. That was like that being nice, like we yeah, said. Like, like, like the they, squashes were good. They should do like, more squashes. We don't need Baron. We don't, I don't want to watch Baron Corbin apply rust holds. Please do these matches done in two minutes. 
Um, Skyler asked us, inspired by everyone finally turning on Gargano Ciampa, are there any matches, feuds that you love seeing live, and now you realize they were shit? And he adds, no WWE. Huh. I don't know, because that's a hard, that's a hard one. I thought about this before. Like he basically means like anything you saw at the time that like you thought was like really good, but in hindsight you think is really bad. Hmm. I don't know. It's tough. I, mean, I don't rewatch stuff I've seen already that much. Just because yeah, so much I still haven't seen. That most of the stuff see. I yeah, most of the stuff I rewatch is stuff that like you know like early Noah and shit. Like there's nothing like I'm not, I did not watch Kenta Kobashi and Misawa and be like, wow, this sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like all the time I rewatch is like the cream of the crop. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. Like I'm young enough to this, that there's so much stuff I just straight up haven't seen. Yeah. Like, I'm not really going back and rewatching a lot. So I, I was trying to think if there's something maybe from ring of honor that I liked at the time that probably, there probably is some stuff that I liked at the time ring of honor that really, fucking sucks now yeah especially even like when i was like some of the ring of honor like 2014 ring of honor stuff <laughs> I really enjoyed at the time if i watched it now it'd probably be like goddamn, this is awful yeah i mean i'm talking about like peak era ring of honor even yeah. but, like there probably is some stuff in there that's like really like, were you a the... jimmy jacobs guy at the time no not really because I, okay. I was thinking about this like i mean i was already a mark for like the, the puro people yeah like that's what you i was doing. you are in a davy head no, I I, I told about know you the Davey, but, <laughs> so that was the wrong me, choice to pick. Yeah, somebody asked me Davey Richards, but like that was I was like that was the first guy that like all the smart type people loved. Where I was like, wait a second, this guy fucking sucks. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, what and, do you people see? And a lifelong uh, contra- career as a contrarian began, I guess, right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think what are some other stuff that might not have aged well. Yeah, um, I just don't know because I haven't really watched that much of it. But like, are you big uh, into the embassy? I, I really like Jimmy Rave. Right. I think I think they would probably hold up though. Yeah, I mean, I've watched that stuff now, or I mean, within the past like two or three years, and it's all been pretty good. Yeah, Jimmy Rave was really good. I really don't see. Yeah, I mean, I mean like the big the big thing that I think holds up bad is anything Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, that I just be, thought like, but I just wasn't. I wasn't that, the watching this shit. I just thought everything he was in was brutal. I wasn't into him though at the time, so like that was not. How do you feel about Kevin Steen? Because I know a lot of people. Don't. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. That might be it. Yeah, like, because I know there's a lot of people, especially now, who are coming out saying they straight up did not like him, or they don't think he's good now, and they think he's a lot worse. Yeah, that could be it. That could be the guy. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't watching a ton of Ring of Honor by the time he was like on top, but I was watching like a little bit. And yeah, I don't remember dislike, but I don't, again, I don't remember loving him or anything. Like, I wasn't a big Steam Generico guy. Um, who's more like the, the period when I was watching Ring of Honor more, he was more of a mid Carter. Yeah, I don't, he did Ring of Honor in like 2012. Yeah, that was like well after I really stopped yeah. watching. And like that's definitely so, way after like the quote unquote golden age. Yeah, this is a really tough question from Skylar. I mean, what year do you think the golden age ended in your. Like 07? Okay, so yeah, that, that was like, was he even in the company at that point? Yeah, he just would have started, I think. I mean, uh, I still watched a few years after that. Like 09 was the year that I, um, I absolutely stopped watching. But yeah, like I think like after the Brian title reign is really when the Brian reign is good, the Morshima reign is is good, and after the Morshima reign, it really goes down the tubes. But but yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of anything. 
that I really loved the time that I went back and watched and I hated. It's really difficult. Uh, yeah. Like, if I was allowed to think to do WWE, I might be able to come up with something, but I really can't come up with anything. Even that, yeah, even oh, let me think about, okay, like let me think about stuff from when I was a kid. Yeah. Let me think, like, there's probably some stuff I loved as a kid in WCW that was actually pretty bad. Like, um, I was really into, I was probably really into, like, some NWO shit that's really actually awful. But again, I was like, you know, eight years old. Yeah. So it's not really the same. <laughs> but I wasn't really like an ECW person either. And like that, that, that shit like is brutal to watch now. And I was not really an ECW viewer until like, like I, I completely missed like the golden era. I went to one show in like 2000. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, at least watching ECW later, there, there's select stuff that's still pretty good. But yeah, most of it is really awful. And this is coming from someone who likes like trash hardcore wrestling. A lot of yeah. it's just bad. <laughs> like again, this know. is coming from someone who can wax nostalgic for Sozio <laughs> and the notorious yeah. scumbag Devin Moore. I can't. I just can't think of anything that I really just fucking love the time and hate now. So I guess what I'm saying is I've always had perfect taste. Uh, absolutely, you've come to the right place, folks. No, I don't. I don't know. I really just can't think of anything. Maybe if uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything in New Japan in the past like five years that I really loved? You know what? Maybe, maybe I was more into like the, the like the early Bullet Club stuff. I'm trying to think, but I really wasn't that into it. <laughs> like there has to be something, but I just can't think of anything. That like I think all the top end New Japan stuff holds up, and like all the stuff that I think was awful, I thought you know I still thought was like I, I thought was awful at the time. So I don't know. Okay, important. Just look at the Twinity on my century real quick because uh, this goes back to our uh, Finn Balor looks like he's wearing blackface now comments from before. What 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 about what am I looking at? Look at the Twinity on I just sent you the picture of Finn Balor. <laughs> okay, I had the other Twitter open. So let's see. Oh my! Oh my God! That's your shoe polish. Yeah. Okay, is, man. You gotta go. You gotta go. That, that is super. That is super black. Yeah, that's um, too. It's very clearly turned back. Yeah. Um. All right. So anyway, um. <laughs> um sorry, Skylar. I'll try to come up with an answer for you for next week or something. I just, I really can't. I I thought about this earlier too, and I really like. Can't, could not think of anything that I really liked and now like really despise. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, that was a good maybe. Question. Maybe I'm Kenny. Disappointed I couldn't drop anything. Uh, maybe like maybe I was too into the Kenny Junior title reign. Maybe I was like a little more into it than I should have been. I wasn't that into it, but I remember liking it, and I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, I'd be like really sick of all that shit. I don't Seeing know. The cleaner. I'm really reaching. I really didn't like it that much to begin. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm trying really hard. I just can't think of anything. But yeah, I don't know, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll think of something. All right. So that's it. That very terrible answer to that question. Yeah. I'm sorry. We tried. We really tried. I just couldn't go yeah, up with We could there. So let's talk really quickly about Attack on Titan before we wrap up. What do you think about season three so far? I mean, so far we did it's this, been good. It's queer we they did finally this, figured out like backstory really quickly. 
we did this last time you're on. So for people who didn't see it, hear the last episode, we did a little bit of Attack on Titan. We did a lot of Attack on Titan. Dog yeah, we did a solid 15 minutes last we're time. Not gonna, we're not going to go long this time because all we've done basically is watch the... There hasn't been a new chapter of the manga, has there? Um, no. Uh, but we're what's this date? The 20th? We'll probably get one this week. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I <laughs> can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, the anime's been... Season 3's been good because they are fucking blasting through this material. I mean, when I saw this week's episode, it's the fifth episode of the season, and they are almost like a year to the fucking manga arc. It's amazing. Yeah, they clearly figured out where the source material is bad, and they're speeding right through it. Yeah. I mean, they took them five episodes to overthrow the, gov- overthrow the government, which took like a, a Literally solid year. seven or eight months. In the yeah, movie. in the manga. It took forever. So, like, they are blasting right through this shit, so way to go to them. Um... But yeah, it's been pretty fun. I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes next and how they do the next arc and, you know, how fast that goes. But yeah, I don't know. I don't actually don't have a lot of thoughts, I guess. It's been good. The anime is consistently better than the manga. Like, this is, you can't always say that. No, but it's also like the guy who wrote it has input and basically tells them not to do certain things that yeah. they not like. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's, like, by design. They definitely figured out how to make it better. Yeah. So, I mean, there are plenty of manga where they do not make it better. Like, the changes are actually really terrible. Like, Tokyo Ghoul, for instance. But, uh, but yeah, you know. So, if you're not watching Attack on Titan, just watch Attack on Titan. It's pretty fun. Just don't expect any Titan. I don't know. I feel like (laughs) now is the time to get somebody in there. The anime is fine. No, yeah, it's fine. I like I like it. I, maybe don't don't read the manga. And, then, yeah, and there's not that many episodes too. So yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm being unfair. It's it's actually yeah. totally fine. The anime's fun, but the manga just do not read the manga. No, don't. At least you're. I'm, look, it's a lot less cruel to tell them to watch it now that we're actually getting new, fucking new material. Yeah, I mean you're it's gonna like, get by the end of this year, you're gonna get like eighty percent of the story all told. Yeah. Whereas like before, you're waiting like three years for anything. Or whatever. Yeah, so like, that's like actually three, way better. Yeah, this is a way better. Like, I would not have told somebody in like 2016 to watch Attack on Titan. I would have been like, "Yeah, you can watch Attack on Titan season one, which ends with a giant cliffhanger, and then and maybe takes we'll three get years. and takes three. Years. Well, we didn't even have a date for the second season yet. No, they. I mean, it literally took three years, I think, from when the first yeah ended. And like, and then you it, only got 12 episodes for the second. And it was, it was really yeah. funny when they announced it was 12. Like, oh, people were mad. Yeah. But, like, you know what you did get in that time? You got Attack on Titan School or Junior High. Which is better than the real thing. I wouldn't <laughs> I've seen all of it. It is really good. It uh, is. I'm just saying, I would have been like, yeah, so you can watch the first season, and then you can watch the Junior High high School parody, and then you could read the manga. That's basically and realize the high school parody is better than the real thing. and <laughs> just feel let down with your life. Uh, but, yeah, so Attack on Titan. That's Attack on Titan. All right. Uh, Kevin, why don't you plug some stuff? Uh... I don't know if you can follow me on Twitter. I guess that's all I that's all I got. At Daruki Noi. D-A-R-U-K-I-M-O-I. I feel like the amount of people who actually know how to spell that just from saying it and the <laughs> amount of people who listen to this podcast are like almost a flat <laughs> You know? Look, we have like we have more listeners than you think. Excuse no, me. No, I do. I'm, I'm sure some of them can't spell. Yeah, I'm sure there is too, but still, like the amount of people who I don't have to spell <laughs> that out for is like probably a sizable chunk here yeah 
I mean, we're like the we're the we're definitely the nerd podcast of the POW Network. It's like the where do you go if you're tired of hearing like the normie wrestling fan takes? Yeah, where do you go if you want to hear that Nidoka Onisan is significantly better at pro wrestling than Will Ospreay? You kind of, <laughs> because it's the only place where you can handle correct opinions. <laughs> but yeah, I did you see like some of the some of the feedback I got today? Um, I guess just this show slash my opinions in general was really funny. I had a, someone tell me a, a sentence I did not think I was ever going to get about about me was you know if you told me two years ago it was. I like John. Let me let me let me call this guy. It was uh, at Nightmare Ball, something. Yeah, Nightmare Nightmare Ball. I'm sorry, Nightmare Ball one. Um, you know, a lot of Tushantra LA takes I disagree with, but they're one of my favorite per- people I follow. Dead ass, they don't give a fuck, and I respect <laughs> that shit. Plus, Russell Omakaze is awesome. Markeem, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And then Trigun Grave replied and said that my Kenny Omega takes, which 99% of the time feel negative as shit, annoy me. But if that doesn't exist, I would be pretty decent. So there you go. I'm fine. And this guy, of course, has a picture of Kenny Omega holding the belt, doing the gun pose as Avatar. So, Markeem, I will deadass keep not giving a fuck. And Trigun Grave, I'm sorry my Kenny Omega takes are negative as shit. But oh, just wait till we do at the end of the year and I get to say all Oh god. Look, someone on the fucking network has to say something bad about Kenny Omega. Okay? Can we do a- an entire episode where I exclusively list what who had a better year than him and why? Oh, it's a lot of people. Kenny look, like if you're you think you're gonna get any negative Kenny Omega takes from the flagship, you know, you need something here. You need some some counterweight. So we're the counterweight. We're for the nerds. Well, for the people who like, uh, who really want to see, I don't know, who think like Ken Oka or somebody could, could be having a better IWGP run, who really are holding out hope for uh, Ujiro Takahashi to get his next big shot. I don't know. I'm just Fujita listing random people. Another fight. He's coming back. Who? Fujita just won another fight. He's coming back. All right. Let's do it. But... Get back on the gas and just come out there and win every match in seven minutes. <laughs> Overall. Yeah. But we're the we're the counterweight. What I what am I gonna say? So if you're down with that, it's at Wrestle Omikaze, uh, not wrestling because um, wrestling did not fit. Yeah, it was too long. I, I'm just gonna say that every week. I decided because I, I actually had someone ask me that like multiple times. Like, why is it wrestle? It's like, well, because wrestling. Like, what do you say? Space limit, asshole. Don't ask me. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Wrestle Omikaze. Um, Please leave us iTunes reviews. You can find us on iTunes. Um, I never. I should always like say that at the start of the show, and I never do. Hey, I would do it, but I, I'm not installing iTunes. Fuck iTunes. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. But of course, you can follow us on Twitter and ask us questions on there. Next week, I don't know who my guests are yet, but I'm going to do some kind of New Japan Destruction Tour preview. I'm going to bury the shit out of some matches. Gonna offer what's, getting, what's getting the hatchet here? What's getting chopped? Oh, what's getting chopped? I don't want. I can't spoil next week. You got to give a two... little bit of tease. Okay. Um, it's getting some ire here. I may not be happy with the junior title tournament. Whoa. I may not be that into the American show so far. Um, I may not be super into Ken or Naito having to do another fucking D show main event with a fifty-year-old man. 
You know, that was the biggest one where it's like, okay. I mean, the immediate way I read into that is like, okay, Naito figuratively just has the IC belt. Yeah. Like, Naito is like the, he's the fake IC champion. Yeah, because they basically need that spot. Okay, I'll let you do that on your own. But yeah, that's like, when I looked at that, I'm like, God, this dude, like, he can literally throw it away and give it to someone else, and he still has it. Yeah. But like, I just, the Twitter is going to like, I'm just expecting another, like, they're going to have another, like, three and a half, three and a quarter star, like, totally fine match. And Twitter's going to freak the fuck out that Naito did not have a four and three quarter star classic with the old guy on the fucking D show. Now, you would know this um, (laughs) because I didn't didn't watch anything after the stuff for the episode that I did. But uh, did Suzuki have a single good G1 match? Um, yeah, he had a pretty good G1, actually. Did he? Um, yeah, I liked his match with Okada a lot. Because I didn't hear about any of his stuff. Yeah, I mean... Comparison to the rest of it. Uh, compared to the B block, yeah, he wasn't... Yeah. But on the, as far as, like, the, the A block, like, he had a couple, like, four-star flat and four-and-a-quarter-star matches, so... He had a good G1. He was, like, one of the better guys in the A block. Yeah, it wasn't... I, I can't really complain about him. Uh, he had some real stinkers, too. But, like, that's it. He's a fucking 50-year-old man, Okay. In the best of days, he's still going to have some stinkers. So, you know, he... like I was like, genuinely, like, did he have his one or two great matches this year? Yeah, he did. Which is not like... Nothing they hit, like, four and a half or higher, but some some really good, like, four flat and four and a quarter stuff. Fair enough. But, yeah, but, like, as far as, like, Suzuki and Naito, just, like, that, that morning of Twitter after that match was, like, I think my least favorite morning on this entire website because people just, like freaked the fuck out after Naito had this, you know, kind of bad match, which I still don't even think was that bad. It was like, I'll go, I'll grant you disappointing match with a 50 year old man. It was all like, this is why Naito doesn't get pushed. Uh, Naito doesn't deserve a push. If he's going to have performances like that. Oh, Naito isn't good. Like it was one kind of disappointing match. Now it stood out, I guess, because it was the first chance he got in a bit, in any kind of big spot in four fucking months. But that was not Tetsuya Naito's fault, you know? So, I don't know. And then he came out and had an amazing match with, uh, you know, with half the people in the G1. So, what What the fuck are we, uh, <laughs> what are we complaining about, you know? That U.S. show fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. We'll talk about it next week. But it was really, it looks really, really awful. So, all right. So, anyway, um... I guess that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think we I think we, we covered everything. Got everything. We've been here a while, actually. It's almost like <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. Okay, so at Russell Omakase. I think I said that enough times, probably. And I hope you will tune in next week for our Destruction Tour preview. Kevin, thank you for coming on, as always. I'm always happy to make people listen to my voice. <laughs> and thank you, listener, for putting up with, like, thank two you and a half hours. Once again. <laughs> two and a half hours of laughing, basically. But what do you what do you expect with WWE show? Yeah, you know, I was like really worried I wasn't going to be able to get more than like forty five minutes out of that. So I'm pretty proud of myself here. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We definitely. You and I both can definitely talk. <laughs> That's for sure. It's true. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, folks, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>